Yo, yo, it's Woody Jackadamics. Uh, welcome to another episode of Off the Record Podcast. I've been chasing the superstar down for like, it appears, I think it's like a month or two, man. Yeah. This guy been jet setting. I see him on tour <laughs> having a great time. Versace robed out. I see him getting married. You make life, and you know, it's coming from where you came from, yeah. you make this shit look good, man. Thank you, man. I Making appreciate shit look that. Good. Like, first of all, I'm anti-marriage, so I seen you locking down. I'm watching the pictures. I'm Why are you just, anti-marriage? Man, I just don't know if it fits in what I got going on. Do you it's want like, kids? Of course. Yeah, I got to keep the legacy going. Okay. But that's selfish even in and of itself. Come on. No, I'm not. Don't, don't fresh and fit me now. No, no, no. I was I was nice with fresh and fit. No, you, you did them dirty. No. No, you did them dirty a little. How we do them dirty? Hey, listen. I saw that tactic from a mile away. Wait, explain the tactic. You're good cop, bad cop them. Bro, can I be honest with you? You good cop, bad cop. Can I be honest with you? I'm being 100% serious. You. I, my goal with that whole interview, and this is this is dead serious, 100%. My goal with the whole interview was just to ask more questions and have them explain their worldview. I wanted to know about their past and all that kind of stuff. Because they're sweet guys. Like, we've been talking. They're, like, nice guys. They're enthusiastic. They were always like, yo, if you ever need a studio or anything in Miami, like, super generous. And... Fuck, Akash went in, boy. And well, you knew that was going to happen. No, I didn't. And I thought said, Alex was going to go in. Because Alex got to stand up for the sisters, right? Akash yeah. doesn't at all. Nah, I'm, I'm going to be honest, though. When Akash, I wish Alex was here because it's a little facetious. Because even after, like, they were describing, I didn't see the footage yet. They were describing it. I'm like, yo, I'm going to keep it real with you. I don't think nobody on Flavoring 2 even date the sisters. Like, I, No, I dated black girls. Man, come on. We're not talking about the token, bro. We're talking about, it, it's like. It's no, what, I dated black girls, man. Come on. I dated more black girls than you. Cap. You don't date <laughs> black girls, bro. Come on. The black girl right here is a black queen. Wait, are you black? Oh, stop it. You don't know about the 1% rule? Uh, I, I thought that was Takashi's girl. I swear to God. I didn't know. <laughs> I swear to God. I didn't know this. I didn't know. I was like, yo, yo. Ak is wild right now. Just yo, walking around nah, in public. <laughs> this yo, is crazy. She's not happy about group. that. What, what, she, she's actually I thought you were Latina, to be honest. No, she's mixed. Really? Well, mixed with what? Half black, black and half white. white, but you know, we claim it. Can't get black away, side. huh? Huh? Can't get away, huh? What do you mean? Can't get away from us, bro. Nah, man. We everywhere. Like, yo, listen, to keep it real, I judge people on the contents of the character, man, not the color of their skin. <laughs> That's what every black dude yo, that thinks I, white I, girl I says. Black, black. <laughs> I love my black queens, though. You know what I mean? You should. You're on the internet. Yo, I'm gonna be honest. You have a choice not to, bro. I, like, you know what? You know, and those are my guys. Mm -hmm. But I don't think, you know, th they're in this niche. And I don't think that they've ever experienced what the mainstream vitriol or the 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 pushback the pushback from like it's not even saying that they don't they're not into black women yeah yeah it, it kind of it felt a little the, here's the thing here's the thing that you gotta you gotta understand also like coming from from my guys right so Al gotta stand up and Akash is like the realest Does Al date black woman keep it up of course stop. Of course. I don't strike me like that, man. What What do you mean? Come on, man. What do you I mean? I don't think Al down with a brown, man. You don't think? I don't think he down with a brown. Why not? Al likes black women, bro. Mm. You've seen him date a black woman? Of course. Only. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen him date white women. Yo. <laughs> I haven't, yo. What are you talking about? <laughs> I haven't, bro. Come on, good, dude. You're good. crazy, dude. Nah, for whatever reason, I was like, I was like, yo, Akash is holding it down. Well, Akash only dates brown. But, he's but only I, been with one woman in his life. But he's holding down for the POC. Yes. Look color. But you have to understand that's an important thing for him. 
right? Like for him, loving your own is super important. Do you think they're sellouts? You can't don't good cop bad cop me with this one. No, I don't think they're sellouts. I think that they're going through what so many guys go through, and I remember going through that stage. And I remember you hate white woman. No, it, not a racial thing, but like I remember going through a stage where it was like, okay, maybe there's frustration with how to get laid, and then learning how to get laid, like learning some of these tactics, like that pickup artist thing. You know, we talk about it on the podcast, but I remember like that book, the game, and you learn like these skills. You're like, oh shit, it's up to me if I get laid. It's not up to the girl. Like, maybe she likes me, maybe she doesn't. So I was very delicate in the interview because not only with them, like, the guys that they're talking to, I completely empathize with them because I know the position. So I don't want to come out there and just start going, oh, you guys ain't shit, you guys are dumb, whatever, because I know how those dudes feel. I think you missed the mark slightly with them, I'll be honest with you. Fair enough. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I think what they didn't do to us... And I told him... Here's a warning I told him. I said, listen, I did Flagrant 2. Yeah. I've had conversations with some of the smartest people, some of the, like, you know, people who even struggle with speech, a lot of rappers, Mm. unfortunately. Mm. And I've done, I've had conversations with people who are comedians. Now, what what happens when you go into that flagrant two environment, Mm. as a singular person, or even both of you, you have jokes coming from all over. Yeah, it gets overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Yeah. Alex is trying to get his two cents off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Listen, my man Mark, he doing his thing. Yeah. Akash is right here. Yeah. You're kind of also quarterbacking it. Yeah. It's not the place, I believe, that you could really eloquently break down things at times because the jokes are going to rule. Like, you guys aren't yeah. having, you know, you guys not having motherfucking, like, a 60 minutes. Like, you guys are like, yo, we're going to keep this fun. Yeah, we're not journalists. Right? Exactly. We like to fuck around, have fun. That's As our you goal. should. But I thought that we were more serious in that interview, to be honest. But, but I think what was missed is that Maybe there is some sort of like resentment, like they, they maybe they missed out on some girls back in the day, but I think a lot of it comes from they're trying to adjust to the current date market. And I think that's why they felt you guys were missing it. Yeah. Because so they're in Miami, right? Yeah. And by the way, I don't live in Miami, but yeah, a lot of these same women also might frequent my DMs. Yeah. All these things. They got OnlyFans. And yeah. you see a particular segment of women yeah. that you realize. Their goal is to take advantage of the situation. Yeah. And they're trying to arm men with the w- w- with the best amount of, you know, knowledge and trace to say, hey, this is how you don't get taken advantage of. Yeah. But this is how you could control the situation. Yeah. Now, is that motivated by maybe a girl who played them back in the day? 
That's arguable. I think, you know, you could be. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what their past was, so it's hard for me to tell. Like, yeah. and that's honestly, I would have liked to get into it, but I'm not saying like, oh, these are hurt dudes and they're acting out. I literally think they're just guys going through this process of learning how to court women. And before you learn that you can charm a woman to the point where she'll want to sleep with you, yeah. there's going to be a little bit of animosity and resentment. And then when you learn that charm process and you learn the things that oftentimes work, you're like, oh, wait a minute, I got to establish value in order for them to like me and. I got to show that I got shit in order to like me. You start to resent the fact that you have to go through these motions to get them to like you. So eventually you get to a point where you realize, and especially as you get older, that in, in my opinion, like, the, and again, this is not all women, but like women want to settle down. They want to get married. They want to have children, right? There's a biological drive towards that. This is not all women, but most women. Okay? Not the city girls, but you're right. Okay, fair enough. I think even the city girls. I think there's a biological drive. Now, again, this is not every girl, but I think most want that. And then their whole life, all the media that they've been consuming, every movie that they've watched is one day a man will ask you to spend the rest of your life with him and then you are validated, right? So I think that women are absolutely terrified and nervous as well, but they have to be pickier. The male sex drive, we just fuck anything. You have yeah. any friends that are gay? Do I have any friends that are gay that I hang out with? Well, that would be a friend. Nah, I mean, I, I got friends I don't hang out with. Okay, fair enough. Like internet <laughs> like, friends. <laughs> like Grand Wizard. Okay, fair no, enough. No, my guy Granny. Shout out to Granny, bro. That guy's the goat. I love that dude. Hey, my listen, point, I'm trying to bring him out. You got to. Where is he? Was he in Australia or something yeah, like that? Cool, oh, yeah, man, we got to free him. Free, free Grand Wizard. Um, so, yeah, so I guess what I'm saying is like like gay dudes are out there wilding because it's the male sex drive unchecked. At are the, they? At the gym, talk to gay dudes. At the gym, yo, what's up? Let's just do this, blah, blah, blah. Like, dude, I have a buddy I did a movie with, dude. This gay dude was showing me these crazy apps where it's just like, meet me in the Macy's fucking bathroom. I just want to get my dick what? sucked. Your and mom. a guy, like Uber. Uber, Uber for, for dick. dick. Oh my God. Bro, yes. Dude, 100%. Dude, so that is the male sex drive unchecked. You need women to check I our sex gay drive. Dudes. Had more of a control on their sexual urges and just us heterosexual dudes. Why? We're just fucking animals. No, they're us. But the people that they want to fuck also want to fuck all the time and they don't care and there's no risk of pregnancy. We need women to check our our, our sexual drive. We need that. And wild. women should be women should look at us and be a little bit more scrutinizing because when we're first looking at them, we don't know anything about them. Yeah, yeah. Right? We're literally looking at them and go, oh my God, this woman is so beautiful. I want to just have sex with this woman. So if a woman goes, well, I'm not about to trade sex for this dude I don't even know. I got to make sure that he's a legit dude so I can get something more than that. I don't just need sex. I could walk down the street and I just raise my hand and dudes will just flock. So I, I think once you get past that barrier, you start to realize that... Women are just as nervous, matter of fact, terrified of dating and potentially fucking it up. And a lot of these girls out here, oh, I got an arsenal of dudes and all. Cap, that's not what you want. That is not what you want. That's what, which, which you know, as we said, the city girls, they basically say, fuck dudes, use them for money and resources, but they all got boyfriends. But you have to understand, like, in, that, in real life, they all got boyfriends. That's the equal and opposite reaction to the fuck boy, right? It's like, I'm dating dudes that are going to just fuck me and, like, go cheat on me and do that other stuff. So how am I going to act like that doesn't bother me? I'm going to say I'm going to do the same thing. Women mirror us a lot, right? Like, you ever have a girl say, like, suck my dick? Oh, man. But, I like, mean, what dick? Only New York girls say that, man. I'm telling you. All right, fair enough. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, that's the attitude that they're mirroring, mm -hmm. right? So it's like... 
I'm not saying we started it or they started it or none of that shit. It doesn't matter who the fuck started it. The point is, is like they're trying to protect themselves emotionally. Oh, I'm just out here dating. I don't give a fuck. When deep down, no, you don't want that. Yo, Akash brought up something which I've just always envied about your podcast. Mm. I mean, and I've envied about you. Mm. And I just envy about being a comedian. Mm. Because y'all are right. And I think he was right in saying that, the you know, they were trying to explain away the, yo, well, we said the Knight Riders, Dabble in the Dark, mm. the Lakeisha, LaShonda, or whatever, Shaniqua, whatever comments. Mm. Mm. But that was a joke. But they're not really seen as a platform that you're getting jokes off on. I defend jokes. No, I get that. But like, I have to as a comedian. I know. Yeah. But what, what even Akash was saying, which I think a lot of people see, like, you could joke on me about anything right now, and I yeah. know you're not going to... That's not what you're selling. Like, it's just a joke. Yeah. Move it on. They're selling an ideology. Sure. Right? So they have courses. Like, hey, listen, you want to sure. learn how to DM a bad bitch? Yeah. 500 bucks. We teach you. 500 yeah. bucks a month. We teach you how to do it. Yeah. You get me? So Bargain. Now, so now... If it works, think about that. I know. A guy right? who can't get laid and now learns how to get laid for $500? But for a DM? Bargain. I'm going to be honest with you. Like... I, I just think you're about coming it. from a different space. You have to come from a space where like you're who do you frustrated think and, and afraid. Who do you think is paying for that? I think guys who like frustrated, afraid, and they don't have the Give skills. Give me the demo. Guys that are frustrated, afraid, don't have the skills. I get that. Younger but, guys, but, probably. But, 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 but what I mean, give me the demo. Yeah. I often think a lot of men who probably put their time into going to school, attaining McDonald's yeah. degrees. Yeah. They finally get a job, but they lack the social skills. They've never been to the parties. They yeah. weren't really investing time in hanging out with women yeah. or even gaining those interpersonal skills. Now, later on in life, they're like, wait, I thought you guys said once I got the bag, the bitches should come. Yeah. So now they're, they're like, no, no, you actually, you actually have to talk to them too. Yeah. So now they're trying to learn in yeah, other means. Of a lot of these dudes are emotionally stunted, and it's not just guys who uh, aren't successful. It's like NBA players. Like, they just never learned those skills because they never had to, right? You know, mm. the game followed them, right? They always say this about, like, seven-footers in the NBA. Like, they didn't find the game. The game found them. A coach came up to them when they were a kid. They're like, you're so tall. You got to play basketball. So it didn't start from the love. But that's just life in general. They were treated so kindly, so nicely. Why do you think these NBA players are dating Scottie Pippen's wife? Like, for what? Not because she would date her. Because, I'm, I'm no, no, but why? But why? Because she got game. She knows how to talk to these dudes. So. 100% she knows how to talk to these dudes. I guarantee. Yo, I met her. And? I met her at. She try you? Hold on. I met her at a Richard Millie party. Ugh, the worst watches on the fucking planet. Dude, it. it I, don't fuck, don't, dude, don't fuck it up for me now. Do you have one? I don't. <laughs> I, I, I would. Let me tell you something. I would rather take a million dollars and light it on fire really? than wear a Richard Millie watch. Richard Mill or whatever. Okay. It is the wait, worst wait, wait, watch. Wait, wait, wait. But you're into watches though. Love watches. So if you're into watches, you're into probably what what that investment is worth, not just like the, the, the aesthetic of it. Yeah, but there's certain things that are so ugly, I just can't do it. You just think all of them are ugly. It's just so dumb. It's so bad. It's just the worst. It's like a that green Lamborghini Urus or whatever like that. I got a yellow one, man. I feel like Ugh, so ugly, dude. What? What? You let him ride around in this? Of course. Oh, no. She loves dude. it. Come on, come on, come on. Come Get on, on the Instagram on, story. It says you're stitched in the background. Like, no, oh. dude. This is so bad, bro. Stop it. What? It's like the I just got money car. Don't do it. Of course. Do it. I just uh, got money. You got to move to Miami, dude. Like, this is this is what I loved about no. Miami, but it's the most hilarious thing. Right, it's like right. everything in Miami is geared to people who just got money, right? That is very true. Like, there's like apartment buildings called like the Bentley Apartments. 
the fuck does Bentley know about making buildings? Yo. What are the Porsche apartments? Yo. The Armani apartments? What do they know yo, about buildings? Tell me how I go down there, right? Spend, and that's where you want to stay. No, no. I spent $12,000 on an Airbnb mm -hmm. for five or six days. You know what they listed the, what? the Airbnb call? What? The Burberry Mansion. The Burberry Mansion. Exactly. It's just like, it's. I went there there. It's like insulting, cheap, bro. That cheap wallpaper with Burberry. Bro, but is it not insulting? It's <laughs> it just is, like it somebody's is, up there like, how will poor people spend more money than they have? Of course. Add a buzzword. That is true. Richard Mealy pancakes. Okay, I'll spend $300 on it. That is true. Yeah, it's. It, but I, this is what I love about Miami, though. It's just there's no tax. Well, you, but wait, but, but, but. I love my. Let me tell you something. I it's free. There's freedom in that. You hang out in like the Northeast. You go to fucking Connecticut, and there's like all this etiquette. Like I don't know which fucking fork to use when I'm seated. One of these fancy restaurants with the napkins. I don't. You know what I'm saying? I'm like I don't know how to eat. Uh, oh, w when you eat soup, you have to dip the spoon this way. Like all these rules that rich people basically created so that poor people could feel poor and they could feel rich. Right, like that's all etiquette is. You had to have indulged a little bit into it, like, like, like once you start getting money, though, you there had to be a thing where you like, yeah, I bought watches. I bought a fucking car. Like, I just I bought shit. But did you ever like indulge in shit to kind of make it obvious to people, like, hey, yeah, I'm now one of the elite. Not the elite, but like, cause I never see myself like that. But like, yeah, I was having fun. Like, I, I had a G wagon down in fucking Miami. Like, I got a ridiculous apartment here. Like, but I also have like a wife, and there's certain things that you know. You want to do that's comfortable. I, I I actually buy things that make me comfortable, which is not necessarily the best way to spend your money. Rich people, like my boys that are fucking rich, the, they find ways to flex their assets, right? So I don't know if the Eurus, you could resell it for a good amount of money, right? But there are certain cars that you can fucking resell. Like you buy a G-Wagon. Everybody who has a G-Wagon. I have a G-Wagon. Okay. I, I was on my story today talking about it. I brought it in for service. Tell, tell everybody the and real deal with the G-Wagon. They literally told me, this is this is a G-Wagon I bought in 2016 cash. I have about 15,000 miles on it. They told me, hey, listen, you could get a, every dollar you pay back on it, maybe even more, because they're not making G-Wagons. Yeah, them. supply chain issues. So, exactly. But tell the real thing about G-Wagon. Every time you see someone with a G-Wagon, mm -hmm. when you drive a G-Wagon, you're making money. You're getting paid to drive a G-Wagon. This is what people don't realize. Every car that weighs over 6,000 pounds, I think that's a thing. Yeah. You have a 100% depreciation on the value of the car that you can write off in taxes. Right, so let's say you spend. Guy, give me the accountant shit right this now. Is, this is the, this is this is how rich people stay rich, bro. Yo, you need to get on game. Man, well, I gotta get more friends. Like, yo, listen. I don't know this shit. Stop it, son. I do not know yo, anything about money. I don't know anything. You have rich friends. Most of your friends are rich. Exactly, and that's why you gotta start asking. I these don't have a lot of rich but, friends. But here's the thing: we feel insecure that we don't know about money, so we don't ask the dumb questions to the rich motherfuckers, so they don't kick game to us. Right? Like we we're out here trying to flex and trying to impress and try to keep up putting on airs and keep up with everybody instead of talking to these dudes and being like, yo, how the fuck you afford a seaplane? And then they go, Oh, actually, the thing with seaplanes is you could write the whole thing off and then you could actually rent it out and then you're making money off the fact that you have this plane. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. so that that fucking Mercedes shit, I found this out. You write off the whole thing. That means next year <gasps> you could write off on your taxes yeah. the whole car. So essentially, and we don't have to get into the math, but you're paying 50% for the car. Right, you spend about fifty percent of taxes, yeah, yeah. something like that. So you're paying if you spend two hundred thousand on a G wagon, you're really paying a hundred thousand, right? You keep it for three years, you could sell that G wagon. What'd you just tell me? For as much as you pay for it, or maybe more. Yeah. So in three years, you're getting two hundred thousand for that car, right? Yeah, yeah. You only paid a hundred thousand after the tax deduction. You made $100,000 to drive a G-Wagon for three years. This is how these rich motherfuckers stay rich, and the poor motherfuckers buy a Urus and they lose all their goddamn money. 
You're right. But I got both. <laughs> so, you so said, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, you're not poor, but you know what I'm saying? Like, no, 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 like right. our, our like fucking rich friends, they hey, wouldn't buy the Eurus. Yo, I need, I need, you know, I realize I need some rich friends. But anyway, you're back to Richard Middle Party. Yes. Real quick. Ugh, I the met, watches. Okay. I Pathetic. Met, I go there. It's, I feel like it's Illuminati party. Everybody's there. Like I see T.I. Tiny. They're chilling. Yeah, Everybody. Yeah. You think T.I. is the Illuminati, buddy? No. Leonardo. Leonardo <laughs> Bezos no, is no, the no, Illuminati. No. Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> is in the cut. Yeah, yeah. Mid party, they hop on a yacht. Yeah, yeah. And they take the yacht. To go to somewhere else, you get, like the you get invited. Right you get invited. Of course not. Like so but, that's so that's the other thing at the rich parties. I'm finding out again. I'm not. I don't know about been invited. this. Let me tell you, the party is a waiting area for the yacht party. Okay. The party is the excuse to take the people from the party and then do the real party on the yacht. The leaf we never made it to the yacht, man. <laughs> yo, like yo, that's the yo, yo, yo. We saw the yacht sailing off. We're like, okay, uh, like his party's to... over. No, I, I thought it was like an excursion or coming back. To nah, All right, that, that's the party. Like, no, Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio just left on that. Yeah, you were at the coat check, and <laughs> that's where you were. You were hanging at the coat check. Everybody checked in. They took their little picture. Okay, Jeff Bezos was here. Now let's go to the yo, real party I on the yacht. Serena, Ain't no rules on the yacht. I seen fucking Serena Williams. I was fucking yeah. starstruck. Yeah. The fuck is she doing? Yeah. Who does she, she party with? The Reddit dude. Well, I don't, maybe he was there too, but I was yeah. fucking in awe. I'm like, shit, this is great. Yeah. Anyway, I'm kicking it with French Montana. Yes. And then all of a sudden, this girl comes up, kisses French on the cheek, and he's like, yo, he whispers to me, say, yo, this is Larsa Pippen. Now, here's the thing. Yeah. And, and, and she probably doesn't know who I am. I, yeah. I, humbly. But I've made mad videos on her. Yeah. Because Future was supposedly dating her. And I've yeah. seen, when I talk about slander. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. T- this was when I was in, a, in the heyday of yeah. no one will hear this and I'll yeah. never blow up really. Yeah. So I'm I'm shooting from the hip. I'm yeah. just, you know what I mean? Yeah. She looks at me and she's like, oh, I know you. And she was like, hey, listen, I'm having a yacht party tomorrow. You should come. You and I just felt like it was a setup. I'm I, 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 like, oh, she going to drown me. No, yeah. I felt like she was about to go get some niggas to beat me up. Uh, yeah, because I, I was talking crazy about her. Yeah. But she has a charm about her. It was kind of like, hey, listen. Like, it was very welcoming, like, hey, maybe you should come hang out. Bro. You, so, so when you say about women have the game and the dudes don't. Not all women, but there are women that know how to operate, especially with those dudes who don't have advanced social skills. And they want to be pat on the back a little bit. They don't really understand how to go out there and kick game to these girls. And that's a lot of these athletes, to be honest with you. There's a lot of these athletes. They never had to learn the skill of charming a woman. And now they're put in a marketplace where if they're just at the bar in their college town, they're the man, okay? But if you're an athlete in New York City and you're at the club, you're not the bar in Ohio. You're competing with a bunch of billionaire finance dudes, a bunch of billionaire fucking crypto guys. You're competing with other athletes. Now you actually also have to have some charm. Now you got to kick some game. And you're failing, so all of a sudden the girls that are kicking game to you, you're going to be responsive to, right? Brittany Renner, do you think she I think I think she's fascinating and I would love to talk to her. I, my biggest curiosity with Brittany Renner is she's so eloquent. I, I love She's that. so articulate articulate. Yes. She's seemingly and and you can fool somebody when you're that well spoken, but she's seemingly intelligent. No, like she I believe she's intelligent. I mean she she speaks brilliantly, right? Seemingly intelligent. What I yeah, don't yeah, understand is, is you think that the bar is is held so low because I've thought about no 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 she's sharp she's but, sharp no no but think yeah, about yeah. this there's many women who have done things or have mirrored situations like she's mirrored mm. but 
they all don't say shit. Mm. Lori Harvey's getting rapped about by 10 rappers. Yeah, yeah. Future wife's are up. He's kind of in his feelings. He's rapping about her again. Yeah. He's with Michael B. Jordan. She says nothing. Not a peep. Yeah. Smart. Black China. She was being sought after by Tyga, the Kardashians, all type of stuff. We don't see her speaking. Nah, she but, would she would kind of she so, would chirp a bit. A couple ghetto rants here and there. But but even <laughs> even <laughs> yo, even Amber Rose. Amber Rose, like, I had Amber Amber's Rose. Amber's a goat. Yeah, but she's, I not, love that, Amber, she's bro. not as eloquent as Britney. For example, the slut walk we had her on Everyday Struggle when me and Joe was there. Mm. I still didn't get it. <clears throat> like she yeah, nobody got she it. She didn't know how to package it in a very We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's dumb. But here's the thing. I think with Britney, because she's so eloquent, she could package her bullshit. Maybe you don't get it, but she could definitely galvanize an audience to fuck with it. No, I, I believe 100% she can. That's not what I'm curious about. Uh, the, and as far as like Amber goes in the slut walk thing is I just think the idea was dumb, especially wrapping it around that idea. You know, like it's just just none of it even make makes sense. But I love Amber. I just think Amber's fucking awesome. If you actually like hang out with Amber, you go, oh shit, you're the realist. You are funny. You could take jokes. You bust balls. Like we hosted a music festival back in the day, and we hung out for a few days, and really? she was just great. Yeah, she was fucking great. And um, no, no, she was with Wiz. Oh. She was with Wiz, and like, and not even like I would have to be honest with you. Like she was just fucking cool. She was just she was just really fucking cool. So I think Amber's dope. But um, what were we saying? Oh, but Brittany, what I don't understand is like, she's smart, articulate, intelligent, right? Uh, why? What is she getting from sleeping with these celebrities, and like, perceivably seeking them out, right? Like what? What is she filling with that? Like I understand how why, why a dude would do that. Like oh, all these girls, these models, whatever. That comes from our void or insecurity, right? We're like, okay, I don't think I'm good enough. If I sleep with this beautiful, successful, hot chick that the world has validated as a model, then that means I must be valuable. Yeah. I don't think I'm valuable. Yeah, yeah. I have sex yeah. with her. I must be because look how much people love them. I need to know what she's getting from these guys. I think she's changed course because the last dude she dated and I think also had a kid with. Yeah. Like, she married. I, I think uh, it's Tiger's, like, homeboy. Like, you know what I mean? I want to call him the weed roller, but come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The homies. Like, she, yeah. it's, it's not like she went from Kanye to Wiz. Again, I'm not I'm not super familiar. Yeah. I, I guess what I'm saying. Wait, who are we talking about? Amber Rose. No, I'm talking about Britney. Oh, Britney. Yeah. Oh, you're saying why Why she? Um, um, I asked her that fucking question. Yeah. And, you know, she gave me the most interesting answer. Which, which is? kind of... It, it, you know what's so funny about that whole Fresh and Fit and Britney thing? Yeah. Which, you know, I get a little brilliant. flag. That was brilliant. I get I get flag. I wanted to have Wheezy on with uh, Fresh and Fit. Oh, you should have. No, and I'll tell you why I didn't. Because I'm not an asshole like you. You think that I fucking set them up. I said, I don't think that that, I was like, I don't think you know, that's I'm getting, I'm Can getting, I tell you something honestly about that? And this is how much I was looking out for them. I didn't want to put out the episode. I said to them, I was like, guys, I think this could make you look bad. We can, you can have you guys back on again. 
we can do this again. We can have another conversation. But I don't want to take place. I don't want to take part in putting something out there where the internet is going to beat you up. That's not what this is about for me. We can have another conversation. Multiple times. I said, I don't even feel good. They hit me, yo, put it out. I'm like, is there anything you want edited? I can give it to you. You guys can take out anything. Is there anything you want removed? They go, no, put it out in its entirety. Let me ask you a question. My I just want to point this out. My beef is never with creators. My beef is with institutions, politicians, fucking elites. Fuck them. In terms of like an independent creator, like whether you like it or not, there's similar fights that we're all fighting. So I don't like to get bogged down in, in I gave that advice kind of on shit. that. Because they said, hey, yo, Andrew's is asking if, you know, like, should we edit anything out? And I, I, I didn't see it yet. So I'm like, wait, how was it? It was like, yo, and I think, you know, they try to get us and we got them. And, and, and I, I'm going to be honest. What they told me was like, hey, listen, I feel there were, and that's why I felt it was a good cop, bad cop thing. So I'm like, okay, they probably try to stick you guys up on a few points. And if you eloquently and logically explained yourself, right, that may make it look like it was a hit job or mm. it, it, it was a poorly executed hit job, it might make them look bad. Because again, if I invited a guest on to just completely dunk on the mm. whole time, at a certain point, I look lame. Yeah. Because why invite the guest? So I'm like, hey, listen, if, if you guys felt you did a good job yeah. and you don't regret anything and you guys would know if you said anything that was questionable, if that's not the case, put the whole thing out. So I thought it was you who were probably having cold feet to say, hey, we brought these motherfuckers in to have good cop, bad cop conversation. No, dude, there wasn't even really a conversation beforehand. I wish we had more of a conversation beforehand, but um, meeting like the guys. Yeah. Right. But uh, but no, I mean, they asked to come on. They just heard us respond to the clip and they're like, hey, can we come on the pod? I was like, yeah, if I talk about you on my podcast. Please believe. Oh, I thought you reached out to them. Like, no, yeah. they reached out. Oh. I, this is the thing that like people don't get. Like, I'm, I know how the internet reacts. Okay. I know what's gonna happen. I know what's gonna happen. Also, when we push back to them, right? All these loser fucking like uh, pickup artist guys on the internet, you know, with a fucking YouTube channel, ten thousand people are gonna do these like think piece about about yeah. us, etc. I understand it. I know what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> I, I I know how the internet works. Right? Yeah. They look. They see the views. They go, okay. I'll talk about this thing because that's going to get me views. We do it too. Yeah, yeah. Right? But I didn't want to take part in what I knew was going to end up being slander. What do you think? So, and you know, you know me. I'm on Twitch. I'm like. Because you know, also they're, they've been good guys to no, like They're us. great guys. If they were pieces of shit. To, like there's people that maybe have come on the podcast or I'm even, th I'm wondering even with Brilliant Idiots. But it's like, if you talk wild shit, like I'm not looking out for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not looking at no, it. And really I think guys. there's growth in that strategy. Like, yeah. I think there's a lot of things that they have that can be super valuable and they can offer that to guys. Get them to the point where they realize, like, hey, I can talk to women, be charming, be fun, but not have that, like, defensive nature where it's like a woman's trying to get me. A woman's a predator. And I, I have to constantly have my shield up. It's like, no, dude. You can't go through life being terrified of the women that you want to be with. So you can't You can't be afraid of them. So so even last, you, you know, me, I, I, I treat my, um, and I, I thought about it. I treat my Twitch like my stand-up. Yeah, I, mean, I love your Twitch. But like, like, you do Twitch the best. Like, when I'm on Twitch, I feel like it's my stand-up. So anyway, there was this one guy who's like, in, there's something called the Manosphere. Yeah. Right? And the guy's like, yo, check it out. Yo, academics are setting these guys up for failure. Right. Because he's 
like, first of all, they gave me the credit. Like, I guarantee academics is the one who put them on flagrant. Mm. And here was the whole thing. And, 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 and this is the conversation I've been starting to have. Yeah. Because I want to ask you. Yeah. Their ideology yeah. is really good within the niche. Within this quote-unquote manosphere, yeah. which is not mainstream. I think this manosphere is now expanded after people started realizing that people are taking advantage of, like, say, the Me Too movement and that they're just really trying to silence men or just hate men. Right. For some extreme portions. So now there's a need to give men a voice. People have bonded around that, mm -hmm. and, and, and I think that's helped what's called the manosphere. I think when it comes to these guys, yeah, they got to make a decision. Do you want to be on mainstream platforms mm. spitting this shit, or are you comfortable and cool, which, by the way, a lot of people are, running your niche? You could be the king of your molehill, or you're going to be fighting up the mountain with everybody who probably won't fuck with you. But the mountain's bigger. There's bigger reward and cost. Yeah, I mean, I always, I love the leverage and the power of independence, right? I don't want to be dependent on anybody for a check. I think that's terrifying. Well, no, well, well, it's not even that, but it's like, for example, if I'm them, mm -hmm. why engage with a podcast or why engage with anyone whose audience is going to bring backlash? I think... If they talk yeah. to you, yeah. it's going to be backlash because your audience is not in their bubble. They're going to listen to the stuff they're saying and saying, what the fuck are these guys on? Yeah. It's going to bring negative yeah. backlash. Now, they're, yeah. they're spitting the same shit to their audience the whole time. Nobody cares. Right. So I've advised them to make that you're, you're at a fork in the road. Mm -hmm. Are you going to try to go mainstream? But if you go mainstream, you got to adopt to certain things. Like, I know you guys are flagrant too, but you guys, I'm not saying you change your opinion, mm. but you figure out certain ways on how to not basically hit the dynamite button and just blow everything yeah. up. You can still say what you want to say, still 100%. have your opinions. Yeah. But you do know that because of your size and because of the ears, yeah. that mainstream, and even though that's what I'm saying about like I envy you guys, yeah. you guys still have that com that comedian button to say, well, that was a joke. And, and legit yes. for you guys, it'll work. For them, yeah. it's like, it's not a joke you're selling. Yeah. It's also called Flagrant 2, the podcast. <laughs> That's very Like, you're tapping in. You know exactly yeah, yeah, what yeah. this is. We're comedians. We're trying to be funny. We are not journalists. We're not trying to, like, tell you the truth or seek it. We are trying to make the funny thing about the most fucked up topic that we can talk about or the most offensive take. That is what is fun for us. But I don't think – I think you guys do a masterful job of not trying to jump off the ledge. Yeah, th because maybe there's no point to it. Like, we still want to create content that people can enjoy, right? It's like, you know, you could be one of these restaurants that has these wild dishes, but the dish still got to taste good, right? Just making the dish wild and using all these different things so it looks really cool, but if it tastes like shit, nobody's going to want to buy it. Like, I like making people laugh. It's just a great joy in my life. And I like making fun of literally everybody. I mean, like, I built a career in a time where you can't have any jokes about anybody and everybody's allegedly so sensitive. Yeah. I've built a career where I'm one of the biggest acts in the world and people come to the show specifically so that I make fun of them. Yeah, yeah. Right? Every race, creed of people. We're, we're talking about like... Stay away from colleges, though. The colleges will not fuck No, I, I would do it at colleges. Well, they can come to my show. I'm not going to come. Okay. But it's like the reality is is that people do laugh with their friends, right? Like you go on fucking Twitch, you play these video games, mm -hmm. that kind of shit. Motherfuckers are saying wild stuff. So the real world is when you're in a trusted group of people, you want to say the most crazy jokes because that's just who we are as human beings, right? So 
at least for me, I'm looking at this as like, yeah, everything you see online about you can't joke about anything, this, that, the other. I understand the intentions are good with that. It's like you want to create a society that's comfortable for as many people as possible. I'm not angry about that. But I know who we really are. And when people come to my show, and I'm talking about the most diverse crowd in comedy. When I say diverse, I don't just mean color. Because there's a lot of people who have like a diverse crowd, but everybody in there thinks the exact same way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking about you come to my show, it's diversity in terms of religion, diversity in terms of politics. You know what I'm saying? You can have the most liberal motherfucker. You can have some MAGA motherfuckers. You can have black people, white people, Latinos, Filipinos, literally everybody in the same room laughing at the fucked up jokes. So I'm looking at this as like, bro, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we want, what are you gonna, what are you gonna be upset about? When I make fun of you and then make fun of that person, you can't get sensitive. Mm. It's coming to you too. What, what advice would you give them? Because I was trying to give them advice. I, I, I say it's a fork in the road. I feel like, hey, listen, you guys are are gonna be seen as extremists. Same thing we said on a pot, which is just like be willing to like evolve with your with your own opinions and ideals. And I think a lot of times, like, what about if their audience is saying? No, fuck that. We want you to double down. But don't be, don't, don't do the golden handcuffs. Don't be a prisoner of your audience. Your audience will evolve with you. It's just like every time you get a, an iPhone update, we hate the update, right? And then two weeks later, we're like, nah, this shit fire. That you could just go FaceTime and then also use the app while you FaceTime. Like we love all the adjustments. It just takes us. Everybody hates change initially, and then all of a sudden, it's fucking amazing. Shit, I went through that shit. I used to do something called the Warren Chirac, and it was the most rabid audience ever. And then like keep doing it, and then and then I was like, I have to evolve. Yes, I, I felt I was. I saw it two years before it happened, and I'm mm. like, I need to evolve to grow, but also if I think if I don't evolve, yeah. you guys might be like, no, you don't need to grow, just sustain. Yeah. Sustaining was going to equal dying. Yeah. And that's, so, that's why you just can't do it. And, and people will let you evolve as long as yeah. you create good content, and then people enjoy the content you're putting out, right? So I think, and that's just not just for them, I think that's just for any. Be allowed to, don't become a prisoner of your creation, right? There's so many people who, they, we evolve as human beings as we get older. We like different things, right? We we grow, right? And if we just keep doing that same thing because we have a fear that we'll lose our audience by changing it, then we never really had an audience, right? You're, right. you're more of a politician. It's like you're just serving up the same ideals that they already want, you know? If you really have people who fuck with you, they'll grow with you. You know what I'm saying? No, no, you're 100%. Hey, listen, that's the reason why I got on Twitch. I felt like I had a million followers, but I feel like I didn't know who they were, and I, I feel like they didn't know who I was. Yeah. So I was like, how could I be an individual, and how could they know me? Because yeah. again, a lot of my life decisions, especially over 10 years, is going to deal with how I move. Yeah. And I had to find that court. I, be I, honest I'm, and authentic with your audience. Like That's the reason like I fuck with the people who support with me, <laughs> so, because you know who I am. You you know who the fuck I am. How do you think your audience has grown so far? Like, like I, I was I'm watching you like these little s small clips of like you know you're on tour and man that shit look wild man. And we were even having a conversation when I appeared in Flagrant, and it was just like yo, you're selling out some of these venues that like a rapper mm. whose music is played in succession millions of times yeah can't do half the crowds that you're yeah. pulling. Why do you think? So many people, and, and and you know, I guess it's also a comment. Uh, it's a questions for comedians, but yeah. it's about comedy. Why do you think so many people come out when, like, say you have a show? What do you think is a podcast has helped that promotion? Do you think it's a Netflix special? Do you think it's like the years of grinding, stand up, going on the road, kind of like earning that face value of people? Why do people fuck with you like that? I think, uh, and I, I'm gonna tell you yeah, why I asked that. I asked that because, you know even with Spotify and even before, 
I've always thought about having a live show, mm. but I've always been an internet face and personality. Yeah. And I've always been scared to say, I even book a venue with yeah. 100 people and nobody shows up. And, and, and Well, you're going to find out how much people fuck with you. What you right. But, but Cause that, that's to me, taking a leap. Yeah, it is taking a leap. And sometimes you need to take these leaps, man. Don't be scared. Go do it. And if you fail, that's okay. You learn something. I remember, um, I remember, um, I remember buying a ticket to a brilliant idiot's live. live. Where? Um, Hoboken. Hoboken. Yeah, Hoboken. we did in a movie theater. Yeah, 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 it was great. And I remember just sitting there, and really, I came like I'm early in the game, but I just wanted to like soak up the experience. Hell I didn't, like, yeah. I didn't even tell Charlamagne, I'll be like, "Yo, give me some tickets." I'm like, "No." Yeah. I came with a bunch of people. I'm like, I want to feel this moment yeah. to kind of know what the energy is like organically yeah, yeah. and kind of feel like I'm a part of it. And it just felt electric. Yeah. And that's something where I want to go on the road kind of. I want to be in front of the audience. You should. That is the ultimate sign for me uh, as an entertainer of success is will people put on an outfit, get in an Uber, leave their home, get a babysitter to come see you. Because everything else is easy. Hitting the stream button on Netflix is easy, right? Hopping on Twitch, hopping on YouTube, hopping on Instagram. That's a thing of convenience. You got two minutes while you're on the bus on the way to work. You're like, fuck it, let me watch some Instagram videos. Will you curate your weekend around seeing that person? How do you, That's how do you different. convert them? For me, it's I've never looked at conversion, right? I've just looked at, I'm going to put out what I think is funny, and I'm going to let the internet do the work, right? So a lot of things, I guess, happen in my career, but like, you know, as I kind of cultivated this version of, uh, you know, putting stand-up on, on YouTube and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. I'm not the per- first person to ever put a stand-up clip on YouTube, but I'm the first person to go, this is how I'm going to make it and this is how I'm going to build up my audience. And as you know, you this is where people are. People are on YouTube. People are on Twitch. I feel like, like you took, took great advantage of it. You know, um, I was introduced to you through Brilliant Idiots and yep. seeing you on Guy Code. And all of a sudden, I would just see you doing these random skits on yep. like, the YouTube channel. Yep. I'm like, all right, this guy's working. And obviously, you know, Charlamagne had the Breakfast Club. Yes. So he's like going crazy with that. But you started using that platform to be like, yo, this is my stage. Yeah. And I'm and I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, I know he's a comedian. He still is doing shows. Mm-hmm. But where is this going to like culminate to be like, this is a W? Mm-hmm. And then I look up a fucking few years later. I'm like, yo, you got flavoring too booming. Yeah. And, and 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 I see the Netflix thing. I remember I remember the pandemic. I might have hit Charlemagne or maybe I hit you. I probably both of you. I was like, yo, the fucking thing where it was just like, yo, turn your phone. Turn your phone, yeah. That shit yeah. was classic. Yeah, we were you cooking. You know what I mean? We were cooking. It was the right time for that. It was the right time for that. Like, and it was great. And I had some great guys working. My boy Mark was on a podcast. He was writing that with me. We had a Robbie Slovic was doing it as well. And like uh FA ill guy. And I gotta give I always give credit to my guys because you know, if if you are contributing to something, like you deserve some fucking credit. You know what I mean? How do you know it was like time? Because because there was so much like uh, confusion about truth. You know, so like for me, I I like being kind of like absurd and funny and finding these crazy justifications for things. That's why brilliant idiots works, right? Is it like we're not telling you like the exact real thing? We're telling you our crazy justification, and it's just real enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, okay, that's funny, that's silly, et cetera. But I recognize, like, politically, that climate, every bit of information that got put out was so polarized. It's like Trump uh, agreed with the information, then everybody was like, oh, this is wrong, this is fucked up. There was on the left, and on the right, they were like, nah, he, got, he makes sense, da, da, da. Everybody was so polarized, and I was like, okay, when people are this extreme, there's a huge space right here in the middle where most of us actually operate. And 
we were we just were like, yo, every week we're gonna find the story and then tell the what's jokes actually point, truth. Man. And the jokes just are crazy. Fucking on point. Like yeah. just and the thing is, you adopted one of the um um the comedic styles that I would say I would be more familiar with because when I was doing YouTube, I was like, hey, I got four minutes of their attention. They're not going to listen for more than that. Mm -hmm. I need to fire off a bunch of jokes. I need yep. to I, I, It's rapid fire. You're not waiting for laughs because there's no laughs. And that was probably a little bit different in like, you know, pace and style when it comes to like stand up because you might be in front of an audience for at least like at least 45 minutes and you could kind of set it up and you get you you get also the the um you get to use time in terms of setting it up and yeah. you could use. Okay, now I'm ready. Yeah. But like when you're rapid fire and it's like, yo, what's yeah. the next punchline? What are we doing? Yeah. Was that hard to do? Well, the reason why I did is because I think like for me, when I look at stand up, I'm always looking at from a consumer standpoint as well. Right. Like I'm like, how is somebody going to consume this bit of content? Right. Yeah. And what I mean, this is more like nuance when it comes to stand up, but like the energy output from a comedian should always be matched or exceeded by the output of the audience. And the people that put out comedy specials a lot of times don't understand that. So what they'll do is they'll have the person's microphone on and maybe they'll mic the crowd a little bit, but sometimes you could barely hear the crowd. And that doesn't mean that that comic mm. is bombing. Yeah. It just means they didn't mic a crowd in this big-ass theater. But yeah. when you're watching at home... It feels like the comic is bombing just because the energy he's giving out isn't matched by the energy of the audience. It's like when they record these like rappers rapping, but you don't hear the crowd. So they're rapping, but you never hear like the crowd shout out looks the ridiculous. popular part of the song, right? Looks they're absolutely like, Yo, ridiculous. This shit looks, looks empty. You're bombing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but the reality is, is if you were there, you might not feel that. So what I looked at when I was doing them rants and I was like, okay, we don't have an audience. So if I deliver a joke and then wait for a reaction that isn't there, that person watching at home <clears throat> is going to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. They're going to be going, uh-oh, is this a bomb? What's going on? And I noticed that all the late night shows, because they didn't have audiences, they were delivering jokes and waiting for laughs that never came. And I was like, this is cringe. Or they were using a laugh track. Or they were using a laugh track. Later they learned that the laugh track <clears throat> was actually a little bit better because yeah. it filled the void. But I was like, this is cringeworthy right here. And now I have this moment where these motherfuckers got to compete with me. And I was so charged up with that. Because like when they had to go into their homes... The Daily Show, Trevor Noah was in his home. And it was like, fam, if you're in your house and I'm in my house, you don't have a chance. Exactly. The only chance you have to fuck with me, the only chance is yeah. if you have a $10 million budget, 30 fucking writers, 40 people here doing video, whatever. But if it's one-on-one, -on -one, all of them are done. And what I mean one-on-one, -on -one, I mean like your five guys versus my five guys. You, you can't do it. Nobody will fuck with us. Yo, you, you absolutely annihilated. I remember you did one with, one on like I think it was like comparison with six nine and Trump, and I was just like, oh yeah, yeah. this shit was classic. Yeah, you can't you and, can't spell Democrat without rat. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and then I remember I remember saying, I said, damn. Shout out to Takashi, man. I, I need Takashi on flagrant, bro. Come on, hook that yeah, up. He's he's told me. I'm beefing with him low-key right now just because he's not dropping music. You know, I think he's having – and probably as comedians, you guys go through that where it's like, yo, listen, I haven't done something in a while. Yeah. And people are expecting what the next thing I do to be, like, fucking amazing, but it's giving me cold feet. Nobody's expecting that from Takashi. Well, put like this. He's the guy who's always led with the numbers. Yo, I'm bigger than you. I'm yeah. more popular. Fuck you. Like, you're irrelevant. Now if he comes out because he's blackballed yeah. and he does, like – 
really average numbers. Yeah. What do you say after that? Yeah. What do you I'm, say after that? Live by the numbers, die by the numbers. You know, but that's because. But I've yeah. been trying to tell him like, yo, you have to get over that shit. Well, you're his, a fucking creator now. His thing that was really interesting is like. Um, like when I look at artists, and again, like I'm no fucking music aficionado. Like I'm, I'm the most biggest casual when it comes to music, right? But like when you look at the different artists and their impacts and how they're successful, uh, I think a lot of times artists don't even realize why they're successful, right? Like we were talking, I was talking to Mark about this, uh, my guy Mark, the other day, and we were talking about Eminem. We were hanging, we were hanging out with the, you know, who Daniel Caesar is, yeah, he's yeah, fucking awesome, yeah. great musician, funny guy, and uh, so we were talking, we were talking about Eminem, and like. We were breaking down Eminem and why he's struggling now, but he was so successful back in the day. I think Eminem believed that his success was due to his incredible uh, uh, rapping skill. The reality is his success was probably due to his ability to tap into angst, right? And that like, uh, fuck my mom, fuck the family. And that's probably the frequency mm. that everybody was on that liked him. And then the fact that he was so nice at rapping, you couldn't discredit it him. Invalidated it. Exactly. But the real reason we were in there is because of what he was, hey, everybody was into these boy bands and he was like, fuck them boy bands. Everybody was into Christina Aguilera. He was Aguilera, representing a point of view from- It was counterculture. Yeah, 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 it was yeah, yeah. punk rock, bro. It yeah. was like pushing back against what the industry was pushing on us and we felt we were being forced on. This he is what I like about you, by the way, when it, when it comes to hip hop. I feel like I feel like the takes you have comes from a macro perspective. I'm an outsider, yo. Like it, it, I never it, it, claim it, to know tons yeah, about yeah, it. it. It's like I, you're not the guy who's gonna be like, yo, act. Let's let's debate which one of these songs yeah. killed who. Yeah, like who had the better. I, I don't know. I don't but, care. But, but but you come as pretty some really. I think I give you credit in terms of these macro perspectives that you get to realize. Like I agreed with I you only with look the at um, culture. I, that's what I'm saying. Just to finish up this M yeah. point is like so. M th thinks that he's. Because he's his great lyricist, that's why he's having all this success. Yeah, yeah. But the reality is he tapped into a cultural feeling. He was tapped into the zeitgeist based on that angst. And a lot of us were feeling that angst as well, right? That angst is no longer there. All he's mm. doing now is the lyrical shit, and it's struggling because we never really cared about the lyrical shit. We like that funny dude. So when you look at a guy like Takashi, if I'm Takashi, I'm taking it. What do you think we care about him? I think initially we liked the fact that he was exposing these rappers. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it was like, yo, these everybody likes uh, David versus Goliath story. There's a reason that shit is the longest told story in history, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. we like the little kid who's saying, fuck you to all the tough guys, and nobody's really doing anything. Now, some shit did happen, blah, 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 yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. So I think we were into that. We were supporting it. was a guy who it. didn't look like a gangster, but, but he's telling all the gangsters, fuck you, and I'm going to show you guys that, listen, I'm just as tough as you, and I'm doing like, I'm, I'm spinning in the rain with an umbrella over my head. Like, exactly. And I'm being goofy. Exactly. I don't have to be tough like you guys claim. And genuinely own. funny. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He, he was genuinely funny. He's an internet kid. He grew up watching the internet. He understands how it works, and he was able to succeed in it. That's why we liked him, and that's what we were really curious about. And then some of the songs were just fucking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pussy got that wet, wet, got that drip, drip, got that soup. Like, that fucking flow was crazy. Like, Hey, by the way, I don't think the music has changed that much, but I do think what you're saying— and I think it boils a little bit into the music. So, so tell me, so give so, me, give me a fix that like. So, so for him, I'm like, okay, what people like is exposing these people for their fraudulence. Yeah. In the same way that what Eminem did is expose certain people for their fraudulence, right? I mean, you could even say with the rants, we expose certain people. It was more politicians and you know, like industry and that kind of stuff, but for their fraudulence, right? 
We like that. The music was just a medium for him to have like a fucking job and it was fun and we would watch it. And he, he did have some fun songs. He had good songs, but it was personality driven first. And I always say this about hip hop. It's like, we like personality and then we justify it with bars and rap. Yo, I remember you saying this and like, for my the, the Black Thought's the best fucking rapper. Yeah, yo. But well, people aren't putting it on as much as as they say they love rap. I remember you said one thing. You were like, yo, listen, there's only room for one baby. And white people we know the baby. That's it. Little baby, like cool songs, great. He's probably yeah. amazing. Yeah. But he has no fucking personality. 100 percent And then and then I thought about him like, makes sense. But in, in our community, it's like, no, what are you talking about? Little baby's the yeah. guy. He's yeah. like the conversations we were constantly having is like, yo, he's that's the he's internet bubbles, Drake. though. That's the internet bubbles too. Is like the internet bubble has you thinking that your world is the world. You said something, and I think that uh, on on impulsive motherfucking <laughs> Logan took the same shit. Oh and yeah, remember, yeah, like yeah, you lit, you literally said the uh, what was it? What was the point? I forget. The point was, it was something about um, like it was about little baby. It was just like yo, listen. oh yeah, yeah. And then yeah, he yeah. was like, it's like little baby, the babies, too many babies. I don't yeah, know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and and people were talking about it like because now it bubbles within the yeah. culture, and they're like. Is he just out of touch or is this just how a particular segment of the world thinks? Yeah. That just don't know. Yeah. Like, I've always thought this. Yeah. And she, we're going to get some Rogan and Spotify shit soon, too. Sure, sure. But I also want to finish that Takashi point about oh yeah, what, no, 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 no. What, he ser what the purpose he served for us and then Actually, how he ahead, can continue. Yeah, yeah like, uh, like, I think that he can pick bad guys. And then he can kind of troll those bad guys. He just can't do it in the same way anymore because he will end up getting fucking killed and or something horrible is going to happen. Somebody's going to end up getting hurt. That's a lot of times what happens is it, it's not you that gets hurt, but it's the security guard that gets hurt or somebody else ends up getting killed. And low key, that's on you if you keep acting like that, if you keep acting crazy. So, but if he understands how he served us and what he did, I think that he can be successful regardless of the music or not. Like I liked him on Instagram more than I cared about listening to all the music. And there were songs that I really fucking liked and I thought were great. But like, it was more, you know, like I, it was, I have a list of like uh, top rappers whose music I don't listen to. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like Plies, I don't know Plies, but well, like, you know this funny. he's hilarious, bro. Yo, I'm telling you, he is. There, so there's a bunch of these rappers that are just these hilarious characters and it just so happens their day job is rapping, but I like your hobby. Yo, I told 6ix9ine that when he came back home from jail. Yeah. So what because, should six nine do? What would you do with six nine? So 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 I think he's I think he's as well at, at, at a fork in a, like you know road. You know I told him I'm like yo you know why people loved you? You used to get on Instagram live and you used to be doing some dumb shit mm -hmm. and it would be enter highly entertaining. Mm -hmm. But I remember like after he got out of jail and he came out he had two million people watching and the next time he had a million. And any other time I was like yo this is like a time you would go on Instagram Live. Like, he was always kind of like beholden to the numbers. Like, mm -hmm. He was like, well, nah. Because he don't care about the art of the music. He cares about success. Yeah, so, so, and that's what I'm saying. So I think he was looking like, well, if I get on this shit and people look at it and be like, well, he's not pulling a million anymore. This guy fell off. But in reality, you have to be you. And, 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 and that's one of my things even with him. Like, you know, he got some great music. Mm. But like, you know, I've always thought this. He's a he's one of the greatest marketers has ever yeah. touched hip hop. Yeah, ever. Yeah, music, music not just in hip hop. General music and his skills as being a marketer genius is has surpassed his skills as being a rapper a million fold. Yeah, that he has the music now, but he's figuring out the marketing 
But even then, I'm saying to him, Dude, listen, it, it, it if, will become yeah. a time where there will be no perfect storm. It, if I'm him, I get in touch with what I like creating. Because one of the cool things about like really being in love with your quote unquote art or whatever is like I love stand up. So if I make a joke that I think is the best fucking joke, mm -hmm. it's awesome when it goes viral. It is just that's great, but that's icing on the cake. Yeah, yeah. The joy is creating the thing that I want to create. If I'm just putting out things just for the number, now I'm beholden to those numbers. And then you start shifting what you put out because you got them golden fucking handcuffs. You're like, okay, I'm just going to start feeding the audience what they want because all I want are the numbers. What I'm telling him is, mm. is, yo, get in touch with what you love. Like, this kid edits, right? Like, Does everything. Exactly. So it's like, get in touch with creating. Make the dopest fucking music video. Make the funny viral stuff. Like, if you want to put out music, put out music. Put a joke song out. Put a joke, a song that's literally supposed to be a joke, just making fun of yourself, but fall in love with the art again and then fuck the numbers. And I swear to God, the second people realize you don't care about the numbers, they're attached to you like glue. That's what I've been trying to tell them that. We're obsessed. When 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 you don't need our validation, we're like, the fuck does what what do you mean you don't need me to like? Well, I, I need to watch you because you don't even like you. Hey, I've used uh, another rapper who's which I think you you got it. I've heard about this guy, NBA Young Boy. Yeah, of course. He operates the closest to me like a YouTube vlogger. Mm. Remember when Jake Paul was just putting out vlogs every day? The dude drops a music video at 2.10 a.m. Mm. Randomly. It'll, it'll just be super random. He deleted his Instagram, no Instagram. The only communication, he'll just have something in the description. Hey, I'm dropping a mixtape in two weeks. That's the only thing in the description. Drops randomly. His fans are always on, like, let's refresh his page. He could be dropping a music. Mm. Tell us when he's dropping. He drops frequently. Mysterious. If he's, if he's shooting a music video, it's not like, when if you get director X, right, and say they shoot a music video with Drake and, and Future, right? They did a, a song called Life is Good. Mm -hmm. That video comes out three months later. I FaceTime this motherfucking yeah. NBA young boy. He's shooting a music video. The next day, the video's out. They did a song called Life is Good. <laughs> Maybe you're familiar? <laughs> nah, I don't, know, I don't know what you the fuck you listen. listening to. <laughs> like I'm fuck from you. fucking Sweden or something like that. What the fuck <laughs> did you play at your wedding? future, bro. <laughs> Shit. Yo, look, Go on. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know why I also say that? And, yeah. and we'll get to my next point. Sometimes, so I'm so clearly I'm doing this off-the-record podcast on Spotify. Yeah. But I kind of feel at times like there's a ceiling above my head because mm. I'm in music. Mm. As much popular, you see, you see, this, this is exactly you're in culture. Look. You're not in music. You just don't realize it. Well, okay. Well, well, I'm in culture, but here's the thing: it's small. It's a there's a ceiling to be hit. It's a it's a reason why for me, little baby is the biggest thing. For you, you're like, no. What are you talking about? No, I'll give you an example. Yeah. This is your own limiting belief. No, okay, let's talk about podcasts then. Yeah. I feel like. As a music podcast, yeah. there's a limit to how big you can You're not a music podcast. Get that out of your head. You're a culture podcast. You create culture. Like the Renner Fresh and Fit thing was culture. But that's what I'm saying. No, you're making my point. Black culture is so influential, not only in America, but like globally. So you have to use that as the conduit to having these, if you want to grow it past your niche or whatever yeah, you yeah, think yeah. you're in, use that as the conduit to tap into these bigger stories. So as black culture plays a part in this massive story, you have these people on who could talk about it. Like if, for example, LeBron is talking about like 
you know, the NBA's treatment of something like that. All of a sudden, that is you yeah, yeah, yeah. one step away from the cultural conversation. And then you use your skills of riling up the internet and creating these moments, what you do brilliantly on this podcast. I mean, you went on a tear, bro. Like, your first few episodes was just like, what the fuck? Another one, another one, another one. So, And then all of a sudden, you were just part of that commentary, dude. Yo, and this was, so I've been thinking about it recently, right? You know, again... I do think music is the home that, you know, is very familiar to me and my audience. Yeah, you but have culture your is culture is the bubble that we affect um, in some way, shape, and form. And I look at it, right? If people are going to say, like, I have a music podcast, my second and third biggest episode has Britney Renner on it. We're talking about dating and relationships. Yeah. Dude. We're not even talking about a lick but of music. Not she is tied to music. She's culture. She's tied to culture. And that's exactly the point. What, what I'm trying to say to you is that like you just take those cultural ties and extend them as far as they could go. And then you can do what Rogan is doing. I mean, like if you want to look at like the core values of Rogan's podcast, it's probably comedy, MMA, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then like fitness, health, and then like some drugs. Right. And all those things because of him and also coincidentally happen to come to become like some of the most popular things in culture, right? Mm. Like MMA, he starts, he does not even get paid. He's just being a commenter on it because he loves the fucking thing. Again, doing it for the love, yeah, not yeah. for the fucking numbers or the check. Now it is the most dominant fight sport on the planet, right? Like, and because no, of, of him largely, but also just because of Dana White is fucking genius and all these fighters understand that they got to promote themselves and a whole bunch of other things. Like, um, Obviously, you know, fitness is something that he's really in, obviously, through the fighting stuff, but but also just in general. Uh, what, so, and then are comedy is a like, stand-up comedian. Are you trying to say he was with it? Well, I guess I was also going to say comedy, placing yourself in comedy. Like, for example, my YouTube channel, for years, it's yeah. always been under the comedy yeah, yeah. Um, category. The reason why I feel like comedy, comedy is stand-up to me. Well, obviously, it's you, right? Yeah, but, yeah. but, like, but, but, but for, for me, in terms of thinking about bubbles that could be limiting. Yeah. When people hear comedy, it doesn't tell you what you're talking about. It just says how you're talking about. Yeah, it's almost like a get out of jail free card. Exactly. It's like I've yeah. looked at what it, like, and and now that you say that, I'm like, shit. Maybe take your core and extend them out. Yeah, because these days, core? like, we're reaching out to like, okay, who's who's dropping music? But like, those aren't the biggest episodes. It's usually it's cultural conversations, but sometimes it's yeah. not music. Sometimes it is. Dude, we would go viral every week with the turn your phone things because we were tapping into culture. What was the conversation? What were people talking about? What were they passionate about? What were they confused about? The one thing a week. So if you can tap into that one story a week, the story, and literally you can like look at the numbers on YouTube, see what is trending, what is the most searched, right? And then find your connectivity to that story. And you are because you're a person within culture. When I say culture, I'm not saying it in terms of like uh, black culture, mm -hmm. the culture. I'm talking yeah. about literal, the zeitgeist, yeah, yeah, the culture that we're all a part of. Pop right? culture, basically. Pop just culture, whatever the, the fuck culture. you want it is like, exactly. So it's just like you finding you those, you extending those tentacles and be able to touch those things. Yeah, there's no reason why you can't create, you know, your version of what Rogan has done. Like, and Rogue, think about it, like, Everything that Rogan is doing and and how he is popularizing his podcast is like an extension of things he's already curious about. He's not going so far beyond his own curiosities. He's not faking it. He mm. genuinely likes these things and then brings these people on because of it. The the um the, the guys who from New York City went super viral with this whole like Bing Bong shit, right? Yeah, Nems. They yeah, they wanted to uh, come do my podcast. Side and, talk and and. and 
the first thing I said to the people who approached me the idea is like, well, what does this have to do with music? And, and I'm thinking about in hindsight, maybe I approached it wrong. Yeah. Because like, again, two, two or three of my biggest uh, episodes, nothing necessary to do with music. But is it culture? Yes. Did, are, is what they did culture? Fuck yes. We fuck with it. Simple as that. I mean, like, I've been trying, you heard of this West Elm Caleb story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, for everybody's listening right now, it might be, like, a niche story for us, but basically this dude, like, slept with all these girls in New York and then ghosted them. You know the term, ghosted yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, like, uh, or... They don't expose the nigga, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, look, look. And they went on TikTok, and there was a whole fucking viral trend of all the girls, that, and some he didn't even sleep with. Some he just, like, messaged, yeah, and yeah. then they just didn't talk anymore. And, like, it's just hilarious that, like... Is he getting backlash? Bro, they they try to get him fired from his job. Like, all, it's just so funny that like, like I was, uh, I mean, the the guy is getting canceled for not liking girls. Do you know what I mean? No, like, but, but, no, no, but is he playing the game though? Regardless if he's playing the game or not, like doing that fresh and fish shit, man. No, 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 no. Like literally, he just wasn't calling them back or wasn't being with them, etc. Like that, or just it. He was just he was sending like the same music playlist to a bunch of these girls, etc. Right? Like, (laughs) yeah. Um, Scummy. And it was like, yo, there's nothing wrong with this, bro. Like, there's really (laughs) nothing wrong with this. No, you think it's fair game. Bro, girls wear the same lingerie with you and the last dude they were with, right? You think they buy a new some new lingerie just for you? I get the money, go get it. What's, what, you, what you mean? But what if they already got some? Damn, they finesse me. They didn't finesse you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. This is part of it, right? Nah, like, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. It is what it is. So it's like, I don't think it's that, but I guess my point is that I was trying to get him on the podcast because I was like, that is a cultural moment. I want to hear from this dude. You know what I mean? Like, we're fresh out of the Me Too era where these dudes are doing wild shit to chicks, right? Like, the dudes that actually did were wilding, yeah, right? Yeah, and they were getting canceled for it. And now we're at a point where, like, dudes are like, I don't really want to be with you. And girls are like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cancel that motherfucker I'm for not sure fucking like me more. Yeah, probably right? like, he manipulated us. Yeah, like, what is, yeah. you know, so they were using this term love bombing. What? Which that? is like, you, you show, like, so much love to them in the beginning. It's like, we can't even like y'all. Uh, like what is happening right now? <laughs> no, but but that would be a good guess. So exactly. So I'm like, and then I I couldn't get in touch with him. So I tried to get one of the girls who like started it. So I'm just like, this is a cultural moment that I want my podcast to take part in, and I want to get some clarity on what happened, but also tap into what everybody's thinking about in the moment. I feel like what you and Rogan are good at is that you guys have a like I watched you with Alex Jones, and the way that interview just flowed seamlessly. Not only was it hilarious, but I expect that because it's a bunch of comedians. Yeah. Number one, I didn't know he was that funny. But also, I, I, I felt that the the reason why you guys are good, but also definitely why Rogan's good, he has enough knowledge of pretty much everything yeah. to at He's least so continue known. the conversation yeah. and to make it intriguing by yeah. his conversational skills. 100%. And, you know. Um, you got to be aware. You got to know what you're talking about. You owe it yeah. to the audience. And you got to be genuinely curious. Whether it's about sports, it. politics, like yeah. shit. I've, I've I've heard you say certain shit about just like you know international affairs. I'm like I Google. I'm like, is this shit? Is this a joke? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, here's yeah, the, here's yeah. the thing too. I'm like, yeah. You say it in a way it could be a joke, yeah. right? So it could be fake, right? Yeah. Or it could be the fucking facts. And I go, yeah. like, oh shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I think you guys have said something about uh like um. Motherfucking like people in like Europe take like a whole month off or some shit. I'm like, oh yeah, August. Like, that doesn't happen. Yeah, like no, Google. I'm like, oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. that's dope. It, it, as a comedian, right? 
and I I don't know how Joe does, yeah. like how he kind of gains his knowledge of, you know, real or his wealth talk, of knowledge. I'll tell you something, and this is something I learned, is that if you want to make jokes about everybody, especially people who don't look like you or believe in things that are different than you, et cetera, this is something that I learned. All you have to do is make them feel like you went out of your way to learn something about them and their culture and the things that they really value. Mm. Because once they feel like you know a little something that maybe you shouldn't know, it's not insulting, it's representation. Mm. Especially, and this is something that happened accidentally, but like I would put out all these different clips for like, you know, here I'm making fun of like these Bosnian girls and I would do, oh, I'm doing, making fun of this uh, Punjabi dude and all these different cultural things that would kind of happen just because I'm curious about culture and I like talking to people and learning. But I put out these clips and this is one of the reasons why my, my audience is so diverse. The internet algorithms push them out to those communities that are super tight knit. And then once they saw the joke and they liked it and they felt like reflected and represented, they sent it out to their whole group of people. Yo, this famous comedian is he knows this about us. He's joking about us. So then you see all these different that people come. With Toronto. Like, you know, like again, I really have like a natural love for for that city because mm. it's kind of like they have a lot of people from my home country, which is Jamaica. Yep. So I'm like, yo, I understand their like culture a little bit. So I'll make certain jokes. But then they'll gravitate to it and be like, yo, he showed us love. And I'm yes. like, wait, you guys love me? Especially when, especially when they don't feel represented. Because mm. that's a lot of times it's like, you know, Akash always talks about this, but like culturally speaking, America is black and white. And then like what Akash always says is, and then like everybody chooses a side. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you got black people, you got white people, and then like Indians will go, all right, I'm kind of like, I guess, fit more in with the white shit. Or somebody who's like, I kind of fit more in with the black shit, right? And then everybody else is kind of like putting their foot down and finding a place, right? Yeah. So when you represent those specific groups for their specific things, it must feel liberating in a way. You're like, oh, that's fire. Like, people kind of know about us. Yeah, that's a great way to like, you know, almost kind of like, kind of like infiltrate different you know kind of we did it accidentally and it was just so it was just and that's what happens when you're doing things based off your passion and like the the love i've realized i, I had to start reading more about other people yeah I know a lot about people like me yeah but then when it comes to like like th there's a, a whole different side of the world which i'm like i don't even know about that bullshit yep but if you want to appeal to those people 100 percent, you got to know a little bit like how do you do that you know what i mean like ask it, questions ask questions like read talk to reading, people no Documentaries, no, no. Just I talk to people mm. because the, I and, I and don't get me. I, I think reading is awesome. I love reading. Documentaries are awesome. They're great. But I can't pry with a documentary, and I can't pry when I'm reading. My pry I mean like if I'm learning about you and where you're from. If I'm learning about like Jamaican culture, yeah. for example, right? Like I could do you like know where your family's from in Jamaica and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Like where what part are they from? Well. Well, I was born there, so I, I was born in Spanish Town. We grew up in um uh, in Clarendon. Clarendon it was a southern parish, yeah. pretty much in which the parish? Clarendon. Clarendon. Yeah. Okay, so there's like different ones, right? There's like Tivoli. Yeah, so so right? that's a community that's in Kingston. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. That's yeah. that's where. And I remember, I remember vividly. I think when we had brought up Jamaica, you brought yeah. up. Uh, JLP and been, the PMP. Yeah, like, and yeah. I'm like, wait, wait, how does how does motherfucker know yeah, about what's that? your colors, bro? You get me? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah no, colors. And, yeah. I, and by the way, as soon as you say that, it triggers a response from me because I'm there and and I've had this wealth of just ex living experience. Yeah. It's like, yo, 
well, you know where I'm from is like, hey, if the, the the cost of being political, if the if the party that you're rooting for doesn't win, they would skip your entire town. Mm -hmm. They would be like, yo, well, you guys don't get out. Yeah, of here. yeah, yeah. You didn't want us. Yeah, you didn't want us in here. Yeah, so they look. only fucked with, 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 with. I used to tell people, I'm like, yo, listen, people be complaining so much about the USA. I'm like, oh, dude, y'all gotta go live in another country for a while. I'm and Cancun is not. Going overseas, it's like, capped, bro. You know what I mean? You have to go to Mexico where the fucking cartels are like fucking just having Damn. daily. All, all these people complain about like uh, you know politics and that kind of shit here, and like everybody's complaining. This is black people, white people. Everybody's just complaining. It's but like, I feel like everybody says, "Yo, yo, I will move to another country or some shit like that." Yo, you know what's crazy <laughs> when people say that? Like, you, you ever say that, dude? No, I never say that. I'm that's not kind of part of white all. privilege. Or like you don't understand the privilege of being here. Yeah, but like when people always say that, it's like especially like white people are just like, "I'm moving." to another this is fucked up it's yeah. just like where are you going yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are you going? A whiter country? Yeah. Right, right. Like they never go, I'm moving to the Congo. They're like, I'm going to Norway. There's healthcare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you just want to be around less minorities? Yeah, yeah. You think you're so woke and America's so bad. So why is it all the countries you choose to live in? It just uh, it gets even whiter and whiter and whiter. Hey, hey. Huh? Shit, people who are even of color don't even get what I say. And I'm like, yo, listen, I'm not here like saying, yo, yeah, keep doing this police brutality shit. But like, if you call it what? These cops over here, police brutality. Well, that's different because they in Jamaica they just shoot you. They Yo, just shoot you. If <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah, cop yeah, pulls yeah. up, he's slapping you five times to get the answer. He's yeah, not, yeah, you're not even going to the station. Well, that that's the fucked up thing I think that happens in America is it's when there's a discrepancy between groups, right? Because yeah, if yeah. the cops just beat us all up and shot us all, yeah, we wouldn't care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because we'd be like, no, that's just cops. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, right? we wouldn't care, man. Nah, we what dead ass? Nah, we would Damn, care. in Russia, Yo, if you say some so shit about Putin, here. if you say some shit about Putin. They just fucking murk you, right? And everybody in Russia is like, that's Russia, right? That is the norm there. Nah, but think about this vaccine Damn. shit, though. Bro, think about this vaccine shit. It's what? like, yo, it's like we say, probably say have- Say real shit about the vaccine. No, but we probably have the least mandated, like, you know, in terms of- Like, you fly out of motherfucking um, uh, um, Canada. When you go back, you have to literally have the money and the resources to pay for it. They're not even- The government not even paying for it for you. 14 days, you got to quarantine in some hotel. Yeah. Like, they're on that shit. Yeah. They're still shutting shit down. Yeah. They're over here. Yeah. Not wearing a fucking mask. Like people are yeah. irate over the smallest shit. They're yeah. trying to take over, they're trying to take over our lives and center. Yeah. So Yo, you like, know what's mad funny with that shit? Yeah. When them crazy right wing motherfuckers were doing all them protests, like yeah. no more masks, no more whatever. It's like and all, we were all like, we're all like, oh that, you know, those guys are crazy. Yeah. But like deep down, we're like, Keep it up. <laughs> Keep it up, yeah. boys. We yo, get it done. Yo, yo, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I think over here we really have, like, we could protest against anything because we're never united on anything. Right? Yeah. In other places, they don't even get the choice. Yeah, because they just, yeah, it's just other places are just a little bit more trusting of the government. They just kind of do whatever the government tells them. Hey, speaking of, like, just free speech and be, being able to express yourself. Yeah. You know, obviously, you know, quite a lot about that, you know, going through the, the flagrant era. But even before then, shit, you on Brilliant Idiots. Yep. Right? You were the wild one. You know, you're yeah. the you're the reason why Charlamagne has to kind of fall back a little bit. Like, this is <laughs> no, a wild no, boy. No. Success, no, you are, success is, no, 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 is, yeah. is part of that. Success. And personal growth. He just grew as a dude. No, like, but you was a wild boy. Like, listen. I was wild. It, 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 it was lie. being said that, like, well, Schultz, Schultz is a loose cannon now. Yeah. Char needs to, you know, this is when they're attacking him with a whole bunch of old bullshit. Yeah. They're digging up shit, like, which is now yeah. recontextualized. And it's like, hey, listen, we're brilliant idiots. Chill out for a bit. Yeah. Is it interesting to you that, shit, I think you go further on flagrant and 
people love it 20 times more. Because those people are there for that specific reason. So you just curated the audience then? Yeah, that's it. And and I believe in that wholeheartedly. Like, did curate you the audience that time for you. Then? In that time, did you believe it? Wait, when I was doing Brilliant Idiots? Yeah. I think when I was doing Brilliant Idiots, I think you just got to look at, like, me being, you know, five years behind Charlemagne and, like, our growth, right? So it's just, like, Charlemagne was the wildest motherfucker on the internet. Like, yeah, the most hilarious, wildest dude. Like, so... And then as he started to blow up and then have a lot more mainstream success and all these deals and everything else that's going on and just grew as a man, he started to figure out exactly what he wanted to say, not just the things he wanted to say for reaction, right? So also I'm a comedian, so it's a little bit different. But like, so I wasn't at that point in my life and career yet. So I was on the wild boy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still am on the wild boy shit, like, right? Yeah, As a comedian, yeah. it's a little bit different. So I understood where that was coming from with him. Like, it will even happen sometimes yo, on a I podcast. Seen you, I seen you put certain shit in your title. I'm like, yo, I think if, if I said that, I'm canceled. Yeah, like I what? seen you put the D word well, for, 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 for like a female, you know what I mean? No, no, that that is a... Nah, man, it, that's derogatory. No, but that's not how you spell it. Yeah, but just even alluding to that. No, a dyke is, is like... Um, Something that stops a, a water from passing. Yeah, but I think I think I think the the the, the lesbians find that to be offensive. No, no, no. That that's spelled different. D Y K E is the lesbian one. D I K E yeah, is if it. If you say it. But you, literally, <laughs> you're talking about Brazilian dike causes cliff collapse. Literally, no, no, no. no but literally, that it was a dike that was oh up from the cliff. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. Yo, son, we're yo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Next no, no. level with this shit. Okay, so it's okay, like, yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah. Right. So once we found that, that out, Brazilian story with a thing. Okay, okay. So once we found that out, we're like, oh shit, we can say this and be hundred percent accurate and right. Some people are gonna think that we're talking about lesbians. Yo, haven't, but haven't we're not. You gotten shit like taken down because of that. Nah, because we know the rules of YouTube and we play by them. Like, that's the thing. Like, if you if you want to play a game, like, if you want to put your stuff on a platform, learn the rules of the platform. When I put my shit on TikTok, we blank the curses. We do all the things. Because, like, I, I'm, I want to get money off of this platform. Yeah. You are a platform and you have rules. You built the fucking platform. I didn't build the fucking platform. So if these are the rules, then I'll do it. Yeah. If the If the restaurant says no shirt, no service... I'm going to come with a shirt because I want what's in the restaurant. Yeah. So like I'm not now if the rules I feel like become egregious or they're unfair or whatever, that's when I can give some pushback. But I'm not one of these motherfuckers who's just like, I should just be able to do whatever I want on this thing that other people built with their own with their money. Hey, listen, I, I'm a, in total agreement with you. Also, YouTube Here's has rules that protect comedy. They have rules put in place. They have rules for satire. Like when we had the mm. Alex Jones. Yes, bro. With. I'm telling you, demonetize that shit though. Well, you, I don't care about that as much. As long as you can put my stuff out and have my people able to see it, that's more valuable to me. Okay. So it's like, and they might age restrict and these type of things, but like, so you're not looking at it like, yo, I'm trying to make a killing off ads. I'm making like, a listen, fucking I'm, couple pennies of you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, like if 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 your whole shit is based on YouTube revenue, you're missing out on so many other opportunities to monetize your content. I used to think that back in the day, and I realized. Then that you started to make some real fucking money, and you're like, oh, exactly. Yes. Hey, speaking of which, we're selling that fucking car. That Urus <laughs> is being sold. I mean, so what are we gonna get, man? You need a classic, dude. A classic. Yeah. Like some shit that Rick Ross got on his crib? No. Like you need like a, you need, a, honestly, if you want to fuck shit up, bro. And this is what I would do is I would have it like the engine and everything completely rebuilt, but the car make it classic, but like a Jaguar, a Jaguar XKE. You want to shit on the these motherfuckers? 
I'll show you. It's one of the most beautiful cars ever made. But like everybody trying to buy these like super cars, whatever. It's like you're not even going fucking sixty miles per hour in it. You stuck in traffic. I just traffic got, I just in a got like four like, tickets in the last week, and it's not even. It's not even the yours. Speeding, illegal turn, reckless driving. Come on, bro. I'm like, yo, you know what? I should just give this shit up and just like cop a suburban and get a driver. Actually, driver is fire too. Driver is interesting. I've been watching Joe Budden's story. I think he got a driver. Yeah. I'm a little envious because he just sits in the back and plays R&B. I mean, and I'm like, Uber Shit. is that. You could just Uber. Yeah, but it's kind of more fly that the driver's just there waiting outside. Yeah, it's nice. But, you know, they also have uh, Uber by the hour. Or because it's car service. You can do car service, but Uber by the hour is great too. Like sometimes I'll do that if I'm popping around doing shows really? in the city. Like if I got to go to four different comedy clubs in the city in one night, I'll just have the Uber by the hour and it's there. They must only have that in the city. You ever heard that? Uber by the hour? Yeah, it's not available in other places, but it's essentially a chauffeur. They come in a really? Suburban or they come in like a Lincoln and then, yeah, 100%. And this is the car that, that, that you should get. And it's fucking, dude, it's just like, yeah, but it's the IG model's gonna be able to, you know what I mean, see what that is, man. Yes. Oh, shit. What I'm saying is, like, this type of car, it don't matter. Like, this right here, it, they know. Oh, shit, Just, yeah. They know. Yeah. Even if, even though they don't know, <laughs> yeah. they know. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. even if they don't know, yeah, yeah. they you know. You see a young dude in that car, like, you, you know something's on. Yeah, like, I'll show you what I got for my fucking wedding. You got a wedding? You got yourself a wedding gift. Yeah, I got my little wedding gift. Oh, shit. Oh, I seen it. That is... This is the type of car, like, you're going to drive. That other one, too, you're going to drive, and an old white dude is going to walk up to you, and you don't even know it, but he's worth a billion dollars, and you're going to get in a conversation about where that car is from. He has a fucking private plane, and he's struggling to do something with, and it's just going to open up conversations about... Watches do this a little bit, too, but, like, it's just going to open up conversations because... It makes that person safe approaching you. They're mm. going, oh, this guy is into this niche thing. So it's a class a little bit too, right? Yes. He's bro. not gonna lie to you. Yours is only it's you know, you know you who's know, fucking to... rich dude coming up yo, to you it's going to nice talking to me, man. Yes. It's like these dudes who be like, yo, you're going to jail for PPP scams. Yeah. So now he's he's talking to me thinking I'm on the same You got no, the cheapest Lamborghini. Yeah. You got the cheapest car with the horse in the front. Of course, it's all you about, can't it's all, do it. It's all about the Lamborghini. Sell that shit. I know. Sell it. Damn, sell man. It, I just got it. Nah, sell it. Sell it. Cars right now are hard to get. You could probably make money on it. I, I just sell it. I mean, dude, on. there's so many better investments. Dude, you can buy these fucking old cars, man. Like, ah, oh, come on. Yo, Andrew, what do you think about? And so going back to like, what we're you selling say, that car, and we're gonna think about it. No, no, we're gonna sell the car. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, everybody who if, if who I'm getting more than the sticker, I'm with it. Give me more than sticker. Like you get to realize, like the whole thing about getting cars, and yo, and I used to get a car a year mm. until about two years ago. I remember getting my last car. This is even before the Lamborghini, right? And I realized, other than the day you get it, you wake up the next day and there's no like fire in your yep. stomach. Diminishing returns. Yeah, it's like the first time I got a G wagon, I was like, oh my god, I'm the guy. This is a status symbol. It mm -hmm. felt like a trophy. Mm -hmm. The more cars I kept getting, I'm like. I guess I got it now. You also start to make enough money and have enough success where, like, those things don't define you anymore. And that is the beautiful yeah. thing about success that, like, those, uh, like, the toys that we buy to tell everybody we're successful yeah, yeah, yeah. are only valuable until we believe we're successful. I bought the G-Wagon that I could pull up to the fucking mall. 
Yeah. And that they could know, because at that time, yeah. a lot of people didn't know my face. I was on Everyday Struggle yet. Yeah. I wanted them to know that this is the real big dog. Yeah. Okay? So I pulled up, in the, I'm pulling up. Yeah. Man, I'm circling the shit. They're yeah. like, yo, there's 20 parking spots there. Why is it, it not parking? More people got to see this. They got to see this shit. Yeah. You feel me? But now it's like, okay. You know what I mean? Because you know you got money, bro. I got into real estate a little bit. Hey, wait. I do yeah. want to mention real Go. quick. Um. So here's my litmus test on what you could say or what you could do and what you can't do. Yes. You know, I'm on Spotify. Yes. My litmus test is Rogan. I sit back and I watch and I'm like, yep. what's going on? Yep. You know, uh, and in every situation, one of the reasons I even came to Spotify, you know, I know sometimes I could be a wild boy. Mm. I could bring it in most of the time. Mm. But I, I could be a wild boy. Yep. On Twitch, I'm a wild boy. Mm -hmm. I can't be the super PC version of myself. That just has his balls clipped yep. on Spotify. It yep. won't work. My audience won't like it. Yep. And they're just going to say, we'll just wait to see on these other platforms. Yep. Go get your bag, but we're they not. They got options. They got options. So I'm like, I got to be at least, I got to be a more refined premium version of myself mm. to make up for the fact that I'm not fucking like cliff diving every single time. Mm. So it's going to still be worth the watch. And I'm like, what could I do and what, what could I not do? Yeah. And one of the dopest things, even when talking to Spotify, you know, they really said, they said, listen. We're, we're going to pay you millions of dollars. I mean, listen. That's what it was. <laughs> Stop on. fucking bullshitting me. <laughs> no. They hit you with a fat check. No. Hey, yo. And you're like, I could do a podcast too. No. Yes. I turned down more money. I told From you. From where though? I can't say that. I don't, don't want to, you know, there might be a competitor. I don't want to. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, but yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. saying is that yeah, yeah. I turned down. More than a million. Yeah. But and trust smart. me, I remember thinking about it. I'm in my, and, 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 and the reason why I said, if I am me here, yeah. I'm done. They get me out of here. Yeah. They get me out of here. Yeah. The first backlash, I'm done. Yeah. And I remember like in trying to like figure it out with Spotify and I had this conversation with one of the, you know, the, the, exactly. the top brass, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, And it says, Ak, what are you thinking about? Like, what's the, what's making you kind of hold up a little bit and figuring out what you want to do in terms of signing. And I said, I want to know, not if I just came out of complex, which again, yeah, maybe I jumped off the bridge with this Chrissy Teigen shit, but they were just down to, they, they were, they were my business partner who basically said who I was carrying them on my back for a while. They were basically saying, Hey, toss us a shovel. Let's bury this motherfucker. Oh, really? I'm like, Oh shit. Of course. Well, I, I, I missed the Chrissy Teigen thing. What happened? We talked about it last time. So, um, I, there was a moment on Twitch where I was talking about um, John Legend's album sales. He flopped. He yeah. sold 20,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chrissy Teigen had basically like did this whole thing, put up these pictures and memes about me and 6ix9ine when he got like locked up, basically calling us gay. Now I'm Jamaican. Yeah, come on, man. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, It's a little yeah, offensive. Yeah. Come on. Do, yeah, yeah, do that. Yeah. I got feelings too. Now I didn't respond then, which I realized like people lose the context if you don't do it immediately. Yeah. But I always thought about them like, man, this girl, she's like, she's using 10 million followers to bully me. Yeah. Now everybody's tweeting the shit at me, whatever, whatever. When her husband flopped, I brought her name into it. I'm like, well, this girl has 10 million followers. She should probably use her platform to do some good shit and promote her husband's project instead of trying to slander me. Now it was a little colorful language. They didn't like the B word. There's a little B word. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, when that happened, it started going viral on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, if she calls you, if she says you're fucking your friend to 10 million people, that's that's pretty bitchy. You said it, not me. 
I, I mean, we can't we define behavior? No, no but, but, but here's what I'm saying. That's bitchy behavior. But, but I learned I learned so much with that, and I also always slew Charlamagne with yeah, that. I, that being said, if she's your friend and you guys have a relationship, it's funny. If she's doing it specifically to hurt you, that's bitchy. Here's what I'm saying, though. It was also about tone. In the void of what mm -hmm. she said, and by the way, Twitter, there's no tone. Mm. There's a clip of me shouting mm. on Twitch, very animated. Yeah, you're animated over there, dude. <laughs> yeah. And you see how you just said it right now? Yeah, it's, yeah, it seems yeah. like you're kind of like thinking about it, like almost kind of like, like you're shooting the shit. Like you're not like, you're a fucking bitch. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's, yeah, you can't be that angry over that. No, it wasn't. That makes you look it's gay. Not, it's not angry. <laughs> so that makes you look gay. You get angry because a girl calls you gay, you might be gay, bro. That's, that's no, facts, dude. No, but I've been trying to figure out the thin line between passion and anger. What are you passionate? What am I passionate about? Like, like, like when you're passionate about something and you're talking. Yeah. How does it come across? Depends. Because at the end of the day, you're a comedian, so it needs yeah. to be funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I, I kind of just... How could you be sincere, passionate, but not come across as bitter, angry, and hateful? It depends. I mean, usually what you feel inside comes across. Mm. And I think that you hated her for say, for doing that and, and potentially embarrassing you and making you look foolish. And I didn't care beyond the moment, but I wanted to... It's a, it's a get back. Yeah. I wanted to... You know, Feel what I felt. Yeah. Right? But of yeah. course, everyone's like, well, we don't even know what she felt because we don't even, she deleted, this was after like the whole little pizza gate thing. She, she deleted like a Oh, yeah, she deleted So it. they were like, yeah, what yeah, did yeah. she even say? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. out there somewhere. It's just deleted. So anyway, go, going back to Rogan, right? <laughs> so Rogan's my litmus test. So yeah. I remember talking to the, you know, the top brass at Spotify. I said, listen, I don't need you guys to ride with me on everything I'm saying. Yeah. But I want to know. Don't get the, in my way. No, if, if if the first sign of smoke appears, yeah, are you basically saying, we're dumping, we're, we're out of here? And for the other people who were kind of like in negotiation with, it felt like, because first of all, if you're already talking to like 30 lawyers before you can even get to the creative guy, yeah, like you already know they're like, yo, listen, they're going to redline this fucking contract to death. Like you're out of here. Like yeah. you, you fucking even... You fucking even say the wrong thing like it's over, right? Yeah. And they said something to me which was very reassuring. They said, well, we have a platform that houses content from a lot of musicians and other creators, and we don't police them on what they could say. Right. Now, we might not stand with you on what you say, but we're not going to impede your right or separate ties. That's it. That's so, all we ask. And, and, and sometimes that'll sound good and, you know, They'll say that to you and then be like, oh, we're cutting you. You're not Dave yeah. Chappelle. What the fuck? Yeah, you, know, only, yeah, yeah. you know nobody could do that with Netflix, right? Yeah. Except Dave, right? That's true. So I've been watching Rogan. Yeah. And then I seen this recent thing with Rogan. And it was Neil Young. Neil like, Young, Yo, bro. Take my music down. Yeah. It's either me or him. You seen Neil Young apologize? Did he? No. Yeah. Because he sold half the rights. He sold his half catalog to this hedge fund. For 150 so, For 150 So daddy, the hedge fund, daddy called him like, are you out your fucking mind? The way we make our money back is by you getting streamed on these platforms. You got you. Sixty percent of his streams was on Spotify. Exactly. So it's like you don't even own your shit to say take it off. So delete that thing. Fucking apologize. Did he really apologize? Or he deleted it. He deleted the post. Oh shit. That's daddy, bro. You sell your fucking art. You got a daddy. He sold the. He sold was a half his catalog for I believe 
160 million. Yeah, 160 or whatever it is. Yeah. Which is great. You should do it. That's yeah. awesome. But then you don't get to make those decisions what happens with your work. That's why I was wondering, like, was he trying to like grandstand or did he Yeah, that? they're all trying to grandstand, dude. That's the, this is what happened. This is what happened with Rogan. Is that uh and most people are too stupid to realize it, but um Trump is gone. The yeah, yeah. media needs a bad guy. So now they're trying to make Rogan the bad guy. Why though? Is it is it because of his views on COVID or No, it's because, because they just need someone pushing they need someone to push back against, right? Like the media is a fear complex, right? How can we make you afraid? Right? What are you terrified of? We will make you terrified because as long as you're terrified, you keep watching. Yeah. Nothing keeps people paying attention than I'm absolutely terrified. Tell me how I cannot be terrified. And that's just what the news is, right? And the right wing and the left wing do the exact same thing. The right wing, they're going to take your freedoms. They're going to force you to get vaccinated. The Mexicans are coming into the country. There's a caravan of Mexicans, right? It's just constantly, how do I lean into? They're going to take your guns every single day. And then the left does the exact same thing, just on the opposite side. Do you think that- They're going to take away your women's rights. They're going to take it away. Gay people, you can't be able to be gay anymore. Like They find the issues that they really care about and that are really valuable to them, and then they act as if it's going to be stripped from them. And that is their that is their focus. That's what they do. They need a bad guy, and they're trying to make Rogan the bad guy. But he's such an influential part of media. I've always thought this because, you know, part of what I do is kind of like run a media platform. Yes, you have a media company. Is, is what Rogan represents, yep. is that at the... Does that eventually get to the risk of being corrupted? Like, for example, we would I think we would probably both agree that CNN and Fox News, they basically have developed a business model to say, hey, if we shoot down this alley, we're going to gain the most amount of audience, which gains the most amount of revenue. Yeah. So I think when it comes to Rogan currently, right, he kind of operates on, well, I, I, I'm I'm about what makes sense to me at the time, and he's not left leaning or right leaning. Yeah, exactly. You know, he might be left leaning on this issue, right leaning over here. Or he'll do a four he'll hour call. podcast. They'll find the one thing that he says that leans right, and then CNN will just hit that shit non fucking stop. And also, what they'll do is if he attacks the the institution and creates instability in the institution. They have to make him radioactive. Institution of what? Like just media, media or, or, or politics? Government? Mm. Bro, like you think it's a coincidence that he has Bernie Sanders on and then literally the next day the whole media is, hey, look at this guy's racist. This guy's misogynistic. What do you think that is? Mm. Bernie's on. He could help Bernie win the election. So the Democratic establishment who wants to put their oh. candidate in has to release as much possible information through the media as they can to make him radioactive so people don't trust his opinion. You see what I'm mm. saying? Because he put the guy out there that the Democrats don't want Bernie Sanders out there. They don't mm. want Bernie Sanders to win. They want Biden or Obama or fucking Kamala or the Clintons or whoever to keep on pushing the same agenda that we've been pushing our entire lives. Same thing with the right. As long as it's a Bush or a Clinton or somebody that's part of or under that umbrella, the pe the powers that be are 100% fine with it. They let us bicker over this left or right shit. Have you ever noticed how these presidents hang out? Yeah. Michelle Obama and George Bush are handing sweets back and forth like yeah. besties. Hey, like it's all bull it's all a game, dude. It's WWE. So what do you think th that holds on even like say cancer culture, right? Like an outrage culture. We see what happened with Netflix and Dave Chappelle. Basically, they're telling people like, "Hey, listen, yeah, yo, we get you guys are outraged. We're just not gonna do what you're gonna do, yeah, or what you want us to do, yeah. 
I get it. You guys are gonna cancel subscription, blah blah. blah. Yeah, yeah. We actually see much, see so much more worth. Yeah. In defending the creator, and maybe yeah. it's because we're talking about two unicorns. We're talking about Dave Chappelle, yes. and we're talking about Rogan. But do you feel like this is a almost trend that's now starting? So the, where corporations are fighting against cancel. No, I, I think that it is uh, maybe a little bit. I think that uh, I mean, like when you look at a situation like Rogan, like they don't have a cho they don't have a choice. Like Spotify doesn't have a choice, You'll right? Dude, if they kick Rogan off of Spotify... You don't got to kick him off, but you could definitely take his episodes off. Uh, if if they do anything... you This is the thing you have to understand. Like, when you try to cancel somebody, it doesn't work. It doubles them. Because you, you gave... The, for example, like, they canceled me from this fucking venue in Toronto. I had one show at this venue that seated, I don't know, 2,500 people, Massey Hall, or 20, 2,300 people. Uh, they didn't care. They were like, uh, we agreed on the date and everything like that. No, no. They were just like, oh, we didn't like some of the jokes in his Netflix special, which is the most fucking tame version of my comedy, right? Wait, what the fuck did you say? You offended Canada? No, I don't know what a specific joke, but they were like, yeah. there was some, you know, controversy over it. Like, literally, the everything is so nuanced and perfectly Wait, written. And there are actually listen to your content and like I, get, I bet out. they Googled some shit and they're like, oh, some people found this offensive and they know whatever, right? So that was one show for 2,100 people, 2,300 people, right? Upon getting canceled or whatever, it becomes this national news story. I end up selling three shows out at a different venue that seats 3,100. So they no more they quadrupled me because they attempted to cancel, but there really wasn't anything to cancel, right? So if if you come at the king, does not miss. Like, and that's not for me. I'm yeah. saying that's for Rogan. It's for any. So anytime you come after him, the reality is Rogan's a good dude. He is a good dude. He's a good fucking man. Right. So like you can make him look radioactive and all that shit. But then when you look underneath the surface, you're like, oh, fuck, he's like super benevolent, very kind, has put so many different fucking people on, myself included, made so many people fucking millionaires just by supporting them, like supporting comedy, supporting ideas, giving that platform to so many people. You start to realize, oh, shit, he's not this bad guy that CNN portrays him as. Yeah. Do you think that uh, Netflix had a, a choice with Dave Chappelle? So uh, the Chappelle thing is really interesting because, like, the Chappelle thing was great for comedy, horrible for the industry of comedy because it was great for the art because you got to see comedy just put out there and it, it, it it's it's like, oh, yeah, we can continue to do jokes that we want to do, et cetera. It's bad for the industry of comedy because every network is terrified now. They're like, if Dave Chappelle can get this much backlash, well, what the fuck's going to happen with Joe Schmo? Joe Schmo. We can't take that risk with Joe. We'll take the risk with Dave, but if this climate is so sensitive, Joe Schmo, sorry, you can't do any jokes about trans community or you can't do any jokes about this. This could be could be really fucked up. Do you, you know, you still do specials and shit. Like, yes. Do you fucking just stay I have a special that? that we're editing. Have now. you sold it or have you like... We can't uh, talk about it. Okay, but in... Going into those negotiations, yeah. how much, or actually, let's go back before, in creating the content, mm -hmm. are you like, hey, listen, we want to be open to places like blah, 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 blah. Let's stay away from writing about these type of things. That's going to probably no. inch us out of that. No. Why not? It's just not my creative process. It's like I create it and I make it the exact thing that I want to be. And then afterwards, we can look at it and make sure that this could potentially work for a network or whatever, et cetera. You know what I mean? Like, 
look, everybody's got a fucking price, right? Like if, you know, uh, Jeff Bezos goes, hey, here's $100 million. Can you just cut that one joke off of your special? Please believe I'll be accepting that fucking hundred million dollars. Okay, as you should. And I'll take that one joke and I'll put it right up on YouTube the <laughs> yeah. second after I after I put it out. Right, like so. Let's not let's not act like there's you know like people don't have uh you know prices and there might have been something that they asked Dave to cut from the special. Who fucking knows? We don't know. But so far Netflix did a great job and they were great with us. Like when we when we were doing the special with them, they were fucking great and we had jokes about everybody. We had jokes that, about people that they are in business with, mm. like. Literally, people they pay millions of dollars to continue to do content with, we were making fun of, and they allowed us to do it. So they, I have to give them credit in that regard, hundred percent. But if I'm a fledgling network, you know, that yeah, like no. doesn't make money on comedy, like comedy doesn't really make people money. That's the reality. It's like you watch it once, maybe twice, but it's not. You're not watching it so much. It, that, that you know what I'm saying. So what do you, where do you fall on this whole thing about like um and I think. I think maybe was it Spotify or someone else? They kind of had like um, they pretty much took a stance on it, in terms of comedians who now want their specials to they want to get no basically um, publishing royalty. Yeah, exactly. So right? like with musicians, they're like the performer gets a piece or gets a payment, and the producers, the people who wrote the song, gets a payment. Mm -hmm. So what these uh, companies that represent comedians are saying is, yo, the comedian's a performer, but he's also a writer. So why don't you give them the same royalties they give musicians, which makes perfect sense on paper. But a company like Spotify or Apple or any of these, they make no money off comedy albums. Very rarely are people just going, I'm going to listen to a comedy album. They'll listen to the same Drake song over and over and over again, the same Future song over and over and over again, the same uh, The Weeknd song for hours upon hours, right? Comedy you might listen to. So they're looking at this shit like, fam, like we're doing y'all a favor putting this on the platform. Like, it doesn't make us any money. Like, if yeah. we take this off, nobody's even going to notice. So I don't even want to deal with this whole fucking lawsuit and all these comedians coming together. Like, it, this is just, it's inconvenient for us to do this. Mm. So they're in the position of leverage because a lot of comedians need to live off those royalties. So you have to be willing to put your foot down. If you're a comic and you believe you earn it, then you got to be willing to take your shit off. I, I, don't, I don't care about that money as much. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, it's not, for me, like, the comedy audio experience, like stand-up audio, it doesn't make sense to me as much. I mean, there's certain comics who like their jokes are almost like word problems and that kind of makes sense. Like the Mitch Hedgebergs of the world, et cetera. That's cool. But like for me, and don't get me wrong, the first time I ever heard comedy was on cassette. I heard Eddie Murphy's Delirious. It was the funniest thing I ever heard. But for me, I want to add the visual element to that experience. I want, I want to feel like you're at a fucking party, man. Like I want... I want you to feel like you are inside that that crowd, and that's what we're doing with this special right now. Like you are a part of this. Yo, what's the next level for you? I'm I'm, I'm like kind of watching you grow, but the it's, garden. it's like you want to do the garden. Yeah, I think. What do you I, do right now? Um, I'm doing Radio City twice. How many people is that? Six thousand each. So I really could've, yeah. So I could do the garden now. What are you doing it? Uh, April sixteenth. I gotta come. Oh, of course, you dude. do fucking six thousand people at Radio City. Yeah, we'll do it twice. Damn. But I, I, yeah, I want you there, man. I think it will be just so much fun. But, um, but I would like, I, yeah. have you done Radio City before? No. What's the biggest crowd you've done so far? <sighs> That's a good question. I think we did the Chicago Theater twice. That was 3,500. Um, uh, we've done a few like around that, like 3,000. Have you ever bombed like with these bigger crowds? 
No, I mean like or, or like or like people are buying buying a ticket just to see you at this point. They yeah, they, they, they yeah. they're kind of or like you know what I mean as long as you're not like fucking just yeah. coming with some new material. I bomb plenty. I just want to put that out. Like I think you should bomb as a comic, but, but early like, on, more, yeah. Right? Well, not even even now as I develop new material, right? Like that's part of the process. You have to weld it. Right? I feel like you work it out in the podcast. Do you, do, you, do you hit like comedy sellers and kind of do yeah, that? Yeah, like I'll hit you know, comedy seller, New York Comedy Club. Like last night, tonight, I'm there again and I'll just do multiple shows really? and just try to like grind the jokes. Yeah. Because the way I'm looking is like I got to develop, when I'm on the road, I do an hour, right? Not even including messing with the crowd. Like I have an hour of jokes, right? The stuff when I'm messing with the crowd, I can share online because it's not those jokes. It takes months and months and sometimes years to develop jokes. So it's like I got to protect that because that's what I tour with. So once I drop the special, I'm going to have to ideally book a tour off of that because I want the special to be so fucking amazing that you're watching at home and you're like, I need to go see this guy live. Holy yeah. shit. Because I don't want to drop the special and then go, I'm not going to perform for a while. And then people see it. They're like, oh, they're salivating. And then they got nothing to go yeah. enjoy, you know, or at least look forward to in terms of tour. So I'm trying to work out a new hour now so that when we drop the special, I have something to offer them or for a new tour. Wait, wait, and, and I'm definitely getting on my pocket watch vibes right now. How, yeah. Like, so six thousand fucking people. Like, what's the average price of a ticket? It's not like it's not like going to see little baby pay twenty. No, no, I have a I have a pretty expensive ticket for comedy. It's between fifty five and seventy five dollars. And how does that work? Is there an opener for you, or are you just fucking usually walk three out? people on a show? I have uh, uh, my boy Derek Poston will host. Hilarious. Uh, sometimes Joey Avery hosts hilarious. And then my boy Mark Gagnon, you know Mark yeah, from the yeah, podcast. Yeah. He'll do what's called feature. Fucking hysterical. He's so goddamn funny. Ooh, so he does, he does what? Uh, it's called the, the feature set. So you go in between. And then I'll go and I'll close. And then I'll do mm. my time. Yeah. You get nervous still or no? I mean, it depends, man. Yeah. Like sometimes. I wish I could be a comedian. You should try. We'll get Yo. you on stage. Nah, man. Just to do I, one joke. Yeah, yeah, do yeah. two jokes. I'll help you work on it. I'll yeah, help you write the joke. I can't be in front of a thousand people. And, and here's Maybe the thing not in front of a thousand. Come to like a comic. Let's see. When I'm working out jokes. It can't be your audience either. Because your audience, like, it's like. They'll know you. No, no. It's not about that. Uh, Sometimes, like, for example, people think they'll work good with my audience. Yeah. But when, they, when my audience knows I'm there, they're like, get the fuck off stage. We want to see him. Oh, you know no, what I mean? No. So, so, so it's, it's kind of like. My audience. I want a blank canvas. No, no. Like I have the best audience in 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 comedy, and I mean that sincerely. Like, I'm not saying that like to, as like a braggadocious thing. It's literally the best audience of comedy because they like fucked up jokes. They're offended by nothing. By nothing. They're incredibly diverse, but they also understand comedy. Like these are people who watch stand up online. They have mm. high comedy IQs, so they know how to behave for the most part at comedy shows. They're there. They're listening. They're listening to premises. They're listening for punchlines. They're giving you the patience to develop a fucking joke. Like, uh, it, it, they're the best. Do you think it's a lost art where, you know, I've, I, fucking, this is, no, go finish, ask the question. Maybe not for your age. Yeah. And the demographic that, that, that probably comes to the show. It's a date night for a lot of people, right? Yeah. Yo, show up with your girl. Listen, you guys been married a couple of years. Let's go take the edge off, get a couple of drinks, watch this show, right? Yeah. I'm wondering now, and that shit, I, I've sat down with, with, with Drewski. I've sat down with um, just a lot of these more online comedian dudes yeah. who do have aspirations of transitioning off. And I'm wondering, will we ever get to the point of like this generation? So I'm talking about like, say, say someone in their early 20s now, yeah. like developing the love to be like, yo, hey, listen, I'm going to go watch one of these online comedians who used to make us laugh in like 60 seconds yeah but we're gonna go pay 60 bucks 
and go sit and watch them for an hour and a half or whatever the case is at like any anyway. problem is with a lot of the guys online is they just don't have enough experience on stage before they start doing those tours so like you know you could trick people once but it's hard to trick them twice mm. and i think that's what a lot of times happens is like these the online comics who are fucking hilarious are putting a situation where they just don't have the skill set to deliver on what they're asking, mm. right? Or what they're being asked for, right? So, like, it takes years, 10 years to be, like, a good comedian. But these people are so successful online, and then they're getting offered ridiculous money to go do these shows, and it's hard to say no, right? And they're like, I'm funny. I could yeah, just I, be funny. I seen Drewski. He said pretty much the first time he was doing stand-up, was on the tour with J. Cole. Yeah. In front of J. Cole's audience. Yeah. And he's like, hey, it was 15 minutes, but like that was his like 15 minute thing. And I was thinking, I'm like, damn, like imagine no fucking, and now he says like, he doesn't do like, you know, like these little comedy seller joints. He's like, well, he'll invite like women over and be, and be like, he'll come to the crib and he'll kind of like do a little thing there. And, and right. kind of like. No, he needs to go perform in front of people who don't know him. I like performing in front of people who don't know me. Because if I can get them. Wait, does that still happen? If you go to anywhere in New York City, like. Okay, usually the people will know me, have heard of me, et cetera. If they announce that I'm going to be there, like if the club goes, Andrew will be there, then of course the majority, the vast majority of them know me. Yeah. If I'm doing unannounced, I'm just kind of like popping in and doing some time, they'll maybe know me, but then maybe there's some people there who don't, right? And ideally, or they might know me, but they're just not like a super fan. If they announce it's gonna be it's gonna be the super fans, right? And ideally, I work out the jokes in front of them because if I get that joke to kill in front of them, when it's in front of my people, it's gonna fucking crush. Yeah, so wait, like so so how do you do? You just basically just do a set, or you're kind of like just have an idea, like you know, I have an idea that's kind of bubbling in my head, and I don't like forcing it. I gotta actually care about it, and then once I so you don't do a whole set, you might just like probably. 15, 15 minutes. minutes. 15, 20 minutes. Okay, okay. Between 15 to 25 minutes. Is the people who help you create, are they kind of there as well? And, and they're kind of like, all right. Stand up, I notes. just do myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, if I'm doing the turn your phone things, or if I'm doing like a, a movie or a sketch or something like that, that's where you get like the team and you collaborate. But like stand up is personal, man. Oh, it's like, oh, it's just you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, thought yeah. everybody did the motherfucking like um, Kevin Hart method. Just no, like, yo, just no. Get the whole no, get no, all the writers in the room, no, man. Oh no, no. I mean, as comedians, like, yo, Drake broke down that wall, man. Like, people used to think that the fucking yeah. genius is the guy who's saying it. Yeah. Now you realize the fucking genius is the guy who just can't deliver because he has a lisp and stutters. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. shit, you know what I mean? Well, that's the thing. Like, and, and don't get me wrong. Like, standups we're collaborative, and like, if, you know, if I'm seeing a friend do a joke and I have a good tag for them. I'm going to say, yo, you should add this thing here or that'd be good, whatever. That is part of I our I thought experience. Mark wrote all the stand-ups. <laughs> not, 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 not like wrote all of them. You get what I mean? Like, I, I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, thinking yeah, yeah, you yeah. have brilliant guys around you yeah, 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 that yeah, yeah. you use as a think tank yeah. to fuel all these creative things, right? Because one yeah. of the things I would say if I'm you, yeah, yeah. I would probably be just one track minded in terms of I'm only doing stand-up yeah. if I had to do everything myself. I wouldn't be able to do these other creative shit yeah. and be original. Yeah. So now if you have a team, just have your team kind of work on everything. Okay, so that makes a lot of sense if you don't care about the art. Like if I was just a ruthless businessman, right, that would be the way to do it. But for me, I care so much about the art of stand-up and it's just so important to me that like I really value that creative process. 
I, I like just coming up with these jokes. I like going out there and like working on them and making them funnier and thinking of these lines. Like I just really like that. When I was doing the the the, the monologues, the turn your phone things, mm -hmm. like I need to like I, that's not like an art that I need to be the best in the world at. Mm. But how am I supposed to be the best comic in the world if I'm not even doing my shit? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like that's gonna always be the, the the knock on Drake. It will never be a knock on Jay Z. It will never be a knock on Biggie. But we're in a new era now. Like, I assume people have writers. No. Like, I assume it. No. You shouldn't. Not with us. It, well, 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 here's the thing though. I, I think I don't. I don't knock the integrity. I started to at first, but then I realized we're just in a very transparent era of yeah. like. The veil being pulled Bro, down. Bro, if I have a sitcom, like, the, 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 there are famous yeah. reference tracks of some of the greatest artists that we ever known that yes. you've never heard. You know why? Because yeah. a motherfucker didn't send it and his email got hacked. Yeah, you get me. So you never heard it. Yeah, it's on a track somewhere. Yeah, right. But the reference track exists. Yeah. Now it's easy to tell what's going on. Yeah, I, I guess my feeling is like, if you if that's your love and the thing that you identify as, and like if you have goals of being the greatest at it then you have to you got to do it man you got to do it you definitely you were definitely i know you definitely yeah. felt some when dave Chappelle just talked you up to the phone guy <laughs> like, oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah dave yeah, Chappelle yeah, was yeah. like yo oh he does he, he's rapid fire it's like that's not what i do he called <laughs> it a slideshow like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And no, it he was describing what i do on youtube it <laughs> isn't it isn't what it isn't what he does it's different yeah but but like you know like I think he, um, there was an appreciation of what you're trying to do in stand up, and I think clearly as you're speaking to me, like you care about the art and the creative process behind it. Yeah, and, I, and I'm pretty sure with every stand up, you're probably saying that, like you know, you want to go down as the greats. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's it's a care about the art. Yeah. Do, do you do you feel that was kind of like you know kind of I don't know if it was uh, he meant to do it or maybe because Rogan kind of just put you guys in the same sentence and like again it's Chappelle it's like whoa, whoa, whoa relax now yeah I don't know I, I honestly I don't know what he was uh, thinking in that moment you know obviously it's one of those things where it's like you want one of the people that you really look up to and one of the people that you consider like on Mount Rushmore for comedy you want them to validate you in some way for sure but but yeah like I you know I don't need him to to like that or not I'm also sure there's something there where it's like he was there to speak about the things that he was doing yeah, 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 yeah. during the pandemic and like I'm sure when you live in in your own bubble like we all live in our bubbles like you think what you're Bill doing Wayne, like he might really don't know what's going on or, or you think what you're doing is the most transformative thing during the pandemic like nobody else is doing anything but us and then Joe, who's just so fucking gracious and trying to always like, you know, put a spotlight on people was like, yo, there's this other kid. He did the best thing during the pandemic. And I'm, you know, maybe, maybe Dave was like, what do you mean what? the best thing? I did the best thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was performing in the barn. Yeah, yeah. You know, this guy's doing slideshow. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I do think that it was transformative in the way that he, um, um, he just started putting up these stand-ups, like mini stand-ups on his Instagram. Right. And shit. Yeah, no, nobody, and the, nobody's done that before. No, I'm not saying, well, <laughs> well it, <laughs> but that wasn't it, right? right. So it, it, it's about the ripple effects that it had. Yes. I mean, look, Dave is just a genius, man. Like he's just, he's just, he's absolutely, he's probably the best public speaker or like storyteller that we have alive on this planet. I love Dave. I think these days a little bit too political. 
but I, but I can tell he's in the part of his career. He's yeah, like Jay Z. It's you know when Jay Z's not making just random music about drugs and partying and bitches. He's making four 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 talking yeah, about like, stop doing the money phone. Exactly. Right? So it's he's, like as you get older, like there are other things that are important to you, and then like you know Jay Z went from just making bangers about like girls and pimping yeah. to like being a financial planner, and and that was cool because that's his evolution, and he's gonna speak to those people who like it, and I think that like. I assume I, I don't know, you know, Dave. I don't have that relationship with Dave, but like I assume he's doing the comedy that he really wants to do. I mean, it's got to be freeing. Say, say what? It has to be freeing where like you you could just go and talk, and it's not like yeah, and and you could talk about something that's really passionate. Like you know, yeah. what I mean, like I remember his 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 epic stand up where he was just talking about the guy jerking off on the bus and like <laughs> super funny. Yeah, yeah but like yeah. How, how passionate are you to tell that story? Maybe right? I, I don't. I, look, again, again, I, I'm not him. I don't know. Like you know, I'm sure he had his whole thing with like the trans community and shit. And I'm sure it's weird. It's almost like uh, I, I kind of looked at it similar to like uh, what J.K. Rowling goes through. You know, uh, yeah. you know J.K. Rowling, the Harry Potter yeah, creator. Yeah, yeah. It's like she also has a thing with the trans community, and it's like Dave Chappelle and J.K. Rowling are universally loved people. Like they're, it's white people, black people, Spanish people. Everybody goes, we love these people. They are, dude, we love Dave Chappelle. We love J.K. Rowling. They are the best. They're the most creative. They're genius. They make the best things. We love them. And then there's this one tiny community yeah. that doesn't like Dave or J.K. based on things that Dave and J.K. have said, right? And I wonder if there's just part of both of them that's just like, what the fuck are you doing not liking me? Like, I wonder if that rubs them wrong a little because, you know, it's literally 0.1% of people and they both dedicate an enormous amount of time and, to and, convincing and be them. With you, I've, I've just even heard how Dave Chappelle talks about it. He's like, listen, I will meet with you guys where I want to meet. And matter of fact, you guys have to do this, this, this. And I'm like, damn. I'm like, I don't think anyone could ever do that. Yo, who do you right. think are, 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 who's your peers? Like, I'm, I'm trying to think about, like, young comedians who are, you know, really kind of transforming just the art of comedy, um, doing great things. And when I think about you, I can't think about a class. Yeah, I don't, so, yeah, I, I like that. I think that's the biggest compliment. Well, well, I'm saying it because maybe I don't, just don't know. Like, again, obviously I pay a lot of attention. But I think that, like... Yeah, I th I don't know. I've I I like that. I liked it. I like that most people compare me to people that are like significantly older than me. Mm. You know, or not compare me, but like the conversation is, oh, you're trying to get to this yeah, person's yeah, yeah, level. Yeah. You're trying to get to that person's level. But we can't put you against anyone like in a current way to say that who's gonna like we're, we're trying to get to a we're trying I'm trying to get to who's your if you're Drake, who's Kendrick and Exactly. Nicole? Yeah. And I want to And we can't be, fucking find him. Exactly. I want to be in a place where it's like, I'm not judged by my peers. I'm not judged by the people next to me. It's like, it's not a discussion with the people. But who pushes you then? Me, because I never competed with them. I'm always going, how do I be like Patrice O'Neal? How do I be funnier than Patrice? How do I be funnier than Dave? How do I be funnier than Chris Rock? Like, I never was competing with the people that I started with or was doing comedy with. Right, because I didn't feel like that was validating enough. It's like, okay, I'm better than the guys who are with me. And then like, oh no, they're those guys up there. They're still working. They're still in the league. Like this shit ain't basketball. They don't retire. The reason why I do ask about like you know a peer group though is because you could say, hey, listen, I'm trying to be funnier than Dave. I'm trying to be funnier than yeah. Chris Rock, uh, um, shit, Eddie Murphy, whoever. But there's changing mediums in where comedy is not being expressed. Like shit. Like if I'm gonna think about your comedy career, yeah. 
I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like, well, just like I've thought about Bill Burr. Like I just thought yeah. it was fucking fascinating. That's one of the reasons where you know I started even with my podcast. I started like, hey, listen, there's a round table thing where I don't have like a special guest. It's supposed to be just me and a bunch of people kicking it. And then, you know, at times I said, fuck it. I'm rock out alone. I rock out on Twitch alone. Listen. Yeah. And also I think it's the ultimate, you know, um challenge. Yeah. Huge. But, but I listen to Bill Burr and I listen to his Monday morning podcast. I'm like, this this guy's like He's fucking effortlessly doing this yeah. week in and He's week so out. Good. He's so and good. And I look That's at, who I want to compete with. Okay, but I do look at what you do on Flagrant as yeah. this is material that I that's why I feel like for me it's like you're just working it out. You know what's interesting? This is it's off like, the cuff conversation. You gotta work it about current events and you gotta be funny. If I say something on Flagrant that I think is funny and that I would put into a bit, we cut it out of the episode. You're lying. I swear to God. Because I'll be like, ooh, actually, I actually could use that. Let me take that, da, da, da. So, like, I don't. Really? There are certain people who I think. So you cut the best shit out. Not necessarily the best, because it might end up, I might go on stage with it, and it flops, and yeah, it Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you at like, least give yourself a shot at, like, working that shit out. If there's something I'm really passionate about, like, I don't use flagrant like a, like a, like a workshop. Wow. I use the clubs, the comedy clubs as a workshop. You know what I mean? Flagrant, I just want to be my opinions or the funny stories that I'm talking <coughs> with my boys, et cetera. But when it comes to an actual joke, and maybe some of those stories end up making, I'm, it's not completely mutually exclusive. But but you're you're going to face, or you probably have faced, or definitely have faced what, you know, people said to me with you increasing the amount of content you do, right? So people said, well, act, here's going to be the difference, and here's the challenge for you. Yeah, You have Twitch academics. You have this YouTube persona academics, yeah. right? And sometimes you talk about some of the same topics. Then you were on Everyday Struggle. Yep. And then now you're on a podcast. Yep. How can you separate all of those to make sure you're not an echo chamber, right? No, you can echo. I learned that from Charlotte, the best. Really? Yeah, you can echo. Like, if you have an opinion, it's your hot yeah, but take. It, it, wouldn't, it, wouldn't it devalue your stand-up if, like, again, you got married, right? Yeah. And if you're talking about, like, you know, you, you had some funny jokes about yeah. the wedding itself. Yeah. And say you got a few of them off on flagrant. Yeah. And then you kind of go into stand up because you don't, you don't talk about your life as well. Yeah. And you kind of have kind of around the same jokes. It kind of feels like, you know what I mean? I feel like you have to, for certain shit. I don't do it with stand up, but I would do it with the pods. Like I would come on here with an opinion that I had, just like I would come on brilliant with an opinion I had and flagrant opinion I had. Mm. And they're like an opinion that I have in a conversation. Like just like I've, I was talking to a new person about, yeah, well, technically what I think about coffee is this, blah, blah, blah. And uh, but when it comes to stand up, I really try to make oh, you're that, not hitting the same. So you're not using your yeah. stand up joke and hitting it everywhere else. No, too. I really try to make that its own unique experience. OK, that's you the know? premium shit. That's to me. That is, man. And it's like, yeah, it's the thing I just care most about. Like for me, I want to build out flagrant and I want like I want to have like multiple producers on it. I want it to be the biggest show on the planet. Right. And I want to really treat it like a show. Like I don't even want to call it a podcast anymore. I want to call it a show. Everybody got a podcast. This is a fucking show. We're building out the studio. Like I want to have multiple guests. I want it to be the place. I want it to feel like fucking, you know, Howard Stern, you know, back in the day when we were younger. Like I, I really want it to be like before he was doing long form interviews, but it was just like, they had wacky people coming in he had comics, he had cultural moments. Like I, I really want to build that show out. But and for that, I want to develop, have roles, different producers that are here to curate certain segments, et cetera. But with stand-up, there's just something so beautiful and pure about taking your ideas up there, making them funny, working it out, like fucking bombing and a joke not being funny, and then finally getting through it. Like yeah. I just love that. Um 
so even with Flager, like how did Flager even get to the place where it's at? Because when you start, there was a black dude on it. Yeah. Yeah, At yeah. first, I started. Well, I'm like, wait, Kaz. is the black dude? Kaz. Is the black dude Alex? I'm like, no, yeah, no, 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 no. no. Shout out to Kaz, I'm like, man. yo, they replaced one token for the other token. No, stop <laughs> it, stop it, stop it. No, Kaz is great, man. Kaz is great, and uh, yeah, yeah. So we we originally started with that. It was me, Akash, and Kaz, and then um, you know things didn't there exactly was a work. You were doing out. more yeah. than that. You're doing. I remember. I was like, yo, every day of the week. You were doing a podcast. Like you're going crazy on podcast. I had a joke, a show called Inside Jokes. It was a sports show. We had Flagrant Two was originally a sports show. Yeah. Then we had Inside Jokes. I had like my vlog from the road. Uh -huh. I had a stand up clip come out. I had Brilliant Idiots uh -huh. come out. I had like five or seven days of just content a week. It was crazy. I Man. treated my YouTube channel like a fucking like a TV channel. And then I realized that's not how YouTube works. And I made them each have their own channels and yada yada yada. Yeah, yeah. But like. Uh, but yeah, I was I was going hard, man, and I needed to. I needed to. I mean, shit, it worked. You know, what I mean, shit. I remember. Do you miss it? Do you do you miss linear TV? No. Like you know, I remember you doing like some fucking hockey show or some shit like that. Like, I can't oh yeah, it was on Oxygen or some shit, my nigga. No, it was it was, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was well, on some fucking channel. It's <laughs> yeah. not even around anymore. But yeah, like I I've done a few sitcoms. I think what happens when you get into the business is like you start seeing like the career trajectory. Of I thought Viacom was the ultimate goal. No, means to an end. Charlemagne brought me into a, a meeting. Yeah, and I was like, damn. So this, so when I could swipe my card and walk in this building, it means I've made it. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> dude, I, dude, like, I literally, the, yeah, like, I plotted, I just plotted that out. Like, I, I looked at the comedy clubs, and I saw who's performing here, and then I saw the, the names, and I was like, the majority of these people are on Best Week Ever. Remember that show on VH1? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, there's a weekly show that gives them some leverage to perform at the club because it looks good to the for the club for the people who are on TV to perform in there. So I go, okay, I got to get on a weekly show because if I'm on a weekly show, then I can offer the club something. People want to come out and see me, and then I get to practice my jokes and get better at comedy. My goal is always like, how do I get better at comedy? How do I get on stage enough to be undeniable, get better at comedy? So um, I eventually got Guy Code, which was that exact thing. Yeah, yeah, weekly yeah. show, and then Girl Code came out. We did it was awesome. I was, like, I was a little envious of that. I was like, man, like I, I need something like that to stamp me because I know yeah. you, know, you, you guys are like guys are putting chicks off of that. I know. That's yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I had a girl also, but like, yeah. Yo, remember fun, MTV like, was still considered a little cool then. So like, yeah, like dude, and man. and by the way, that's when they were like fucking gutting their whole like programming. So like, Guy Code yeah. was playing like fifty times in a row. Oh, now it's ridiculousness. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Whatever yeah. happened to that? I mean, there's just like inside politics, like a change in the way that people watch TV. They went to beef with YouTube and lost. Like what they should have been doing is just putting all the content on YouTube. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they were like, we have our own online platforms. And it's basically a bunch of like 50-year-old people making decisions for 14-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, And that yeah. never goes well. And they just couldn't predict what the future of content was going to be. Like they actually thought they had a chance. And why wouldn't they? Because, like, again, in their head, they're still the cool channel, MTV. They don't realize that MTV's kind of falling off a bit. It's just like, you know how a rapper is the last one to know he fell off? That's Tell everybody. I went on a rant about it last night. I'm like, yo, listen, yo, they're, like, I feel so responsible for so many young rappers who got popular between 2017 and 2018. Yeah. That these days when I'm talking to them, like, it, they still don't realize, like, this shit is over. Yeah. This shit has failed. And, like, you know... Having those conversations is like you know super uh, uh, tough. Yeah, yo. Um, but MTV is an interesting thing is that like, and this is what's happening. You said something about like it stamps you, and I, and 
this is the thing, and this is honestly why I did the Netflix special, is people still view certain industry approval as validation. So where I know that the most people, if I wanted to just keep doing the turn your phone things on Instagram and YouTube, they would have been, I mean, they were already fucking viral every week. They would have been even bigger. Yeah. But instead I took off three months just to write the Netflix special. I did that not for the money. Like I could have found a way to make money on those YouTube things. Like just as, just as much money as I made on Netflix, probably if not more, like easily. The the reason why I did the Netflix thing is because I knew if I do that Netflix thing, then I can get the mayor on the podcast. Mm. If I do the Netflix thing, then I can have this fucking celebrity who uh, who goes, oh, this isn't some kind of weird quirky guy on YouTube. This guy who has been stamped yeah, yeah, yeah. by like an industry. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. The industry thought he was safe enough, so I can do it. So I did that more for like the badge of approval for people who don't understand just yet that the future and the now is YouTube, Twitch, social media. I mean, in a way, Spotify is that for me. Complex was that sort exactly. of... When I, they were like, yo, who's this weird guy who's in his basement? I'm on Complex? Oh, okay. Wait, You're a real person now. Yeah. What changed? Dude, but here's the thing. What's the stamp, right? E, it's the fucking stamp. So sometimes you need to take a reduction in views and take an, even a reduction in pay for that stamp because that stamp, it's like one step back, two step forward. And that's what that was able to do. It's like doing that Netflix special propelled uh, my status, I guess, in a lot of ways it, from like, here's this complete outsider to, oh, here's this guy who did something with the network he said was dead. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. said, network Netflix was dead. And then I you sold them. I sold them a special. Did you apologize? You had to apologize. Fuck no. What? I posted it. That was my promo when we announced it. I said, Netflix is dead. And then I had a uh, coming out, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Usually some of these executives have like... No, they were sensitive. They had a whole fucking committee and everything about it. It was a big deal. Yeah, and they didn't want to fuck with me. But we created something that was so undeniable. They had to. They had to. Yo, what I've learned, and I've learned this is like the anti... The... the, I love Joe, but when he does this, I'll never do it. It's like... What's that? Don't ever burn down the bridges between you and these companies. Like, I I still love Complex. Like, you know, they still have one of my shows licensed. They send me, like, fucking shit for Christmas. Yeah. Bottles and shit. Hey, we just love the fact that you're part of our extended... I want to do business with all these people, but it has to be on both of our terms. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, I want to create great products, and I want to do that and when we can, but I don't want to be in one of these, these positions where it's like, I need that thing every year or else I can't take care of my family. I want to rely on me and my guys to take care of my family, take care of their families. I'm wondering if you would ever do like what Charlemagne did with the God Honest Truth. I feel like on Comedy I, Central, I look at you. No, I see a lot of John Stewart. I feel like the, the same way how you did that turn your phone shit. Oh yeah, I feel like you 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 body that so much. Yeah, that I was watching. I'm like, yo. This is how John Stewart would just clown the entire media landscape. Yeah. Would body every political yeah. argument, point out the most ridiculous shit. Yeah. So seamlessly, so organic. Yeah. If he's doing that from this fucking phone. Yeah. I, I imagine that you could have the same type of comfortability like in a fucking big studio. Yeah. I mean, like they had they hit me up, like different networks would hit me up during that thing. And like, but I knew where I wanted it to be and I knew where it was supposed to be. Would you produce your own? But uh, but yeah, I mean, we produced that. Like I shot that in my studio. The but Netflix would, special and everything. Like, but would you, would you produce something like that kind of would be in line with what linear? What I would um, do is this. Once 
what I would do is I would build flagrant and you have different components of that. Like for me, like I want to start flagrant with a monologue sometimes. Don't do the Joe Button, man. That's what he did with one of his shows, man. Like, yeah, the what's this shit called? Uh, State of the culture. Like it was like he just came out of the dark, just his bald head, and he's like, yo. This week on State of the Culture. Like, don't do that. No, I mean like a monologue like I used to do, Turn Your Phone. Oh, okay, okay. Like, literally the same thing that I that I did. Like, why not just develop a whole different show? Well... Because, because yeah. here's the thing with a podcast. Yeah. It's so... It's so... Don't think about it as a podcast. Okay, but, but still, the essence of why Flagrant's good is it's off-the-cuff conversation yeah. that's usually tangentially brought off point yeah. and just universally wrapped in comedy. Flagrant is successful because of community. It is a diverse group of friends that have the safety and security within their friendship to all bust balls, and it is allowing people who are busy because of school, work, et cetera, to tap into that community that they can't tap into as regularly in their everyday lives because of circumstances. It could be COVID. It could be where their job relocated them, et cetera. It's like, I'm sure you experienced this on Twitch. It's like, you got people you like communicate with regularly, They're like friends of yours. Yeah, yeah. But, and they need that too. You need that, but also they need it. It's like, yo, we're all in this together. And that's what flagrant simulates so well. And that's what I want to be. Like, I want to be a friend group. Like, I want us all hanging. So it's like, I love building that, continuing to build that. But I also want to add these different elements into that group. Like when you come on Flagrant, like you did a great job of this. I think that's what the reason why the episode was so successful. You know, it's over a million people viewed it and, and listened to it. But it's like we busted balls. Like you didn't come in and it was like this awkward conversation where we're interviewing you. It's yeah, like yeah. you came in to Flagrant and you were the new friend who was just Flagrant with us. Yeah, no, of course. And, and shit, I, that's what I was trying to tell Fresh and Fit. I'm like, listen, hey, I think I'm funny. But I know I'm not like comedian. Like right. these are professional fucking comedians in this room. Right, right. I just want to be able to be able to hang. Yeah. Represent myself cool. Yeah. But also have a lot of fucking fun. Yeah. I forget that people could be nervous to come on the show. No, bro. You're getting you're getting fucking all type of jokes and like undertones I, 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 from everywhere, bro. You guys are fucking comedians. I honestly forget because I just want people to be successful on the show. This is way easier than going on flagrant. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. We get to talk about hip hop. We got fucking Alex chiming in. Mark is like the young guy who's yeah. like fucking giving his updated whatever. Yeah. Akash is like, who the fuck are these guys? And you're over here. Like, it's all over the place. Yeah. And for a singular person, that's why I told him, I said, yo, this is good cop, bad cop. Interesting. Because you could be the guy who. Sincerely welcome. not planned. I mean that. No, I believe that. Sincerely I believe not it now. planned. I believe that. I, I, I mean, I like, to be honest, I had to be good cop because I didn't want it to seem like everybody was just jumping on them. And I feel like. Like, it made me adjust. It made me go, okay, God. Like, like there was a lot of times where I was, like, trying to make their argument. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like I'm talking, like, conspiring with Akash. But you go hard. And then all that. No, it was literally go, if I go hard here, it just seems like it's bullying. And I don't want that because there's a lot of people who really trust and believe everything they say. And I understand where those guys are coming from. And I don't want to just make it seem like those guys are stupid for trusting these things. Because mm. the feelings that they all have and that Fresh and Fit have – are real feelings. No, you're right. Like, you feel something, that shit is, your girl ever upset at you because she had a dream where you did some fuck shit? Yeah. It's like, it's stupid she's upset at you, but she felt that shit. Yeah, yeah, So what's she supposed to do, pretend she don't feel it? In the yeah, moment, yeah. you're feeling it, and then a little bit later, you're like, oh, okay, that wasn't real, everything's fine, et cetera. 
But when you feel something in the moment, yeah, you can't deny an actual feeling. No, 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 no. I 100% agree. I mean, again, I think, and, and I watched like even how you guys dealt with um, Fresh and Fit as opposed to how when they were on with Brittany Renner, how it went down. Yeah. And the convo I believe you guys had was much more engaging and challenging. Mm. What people didn't realize about the Britney thing is that, like, Britney agreed with them the majority of the time. Uh, the clip just, the, like, the first, like, I yeah. put out the first clip. That was the right clip to put out. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, some yeah. people in their audience are mad, like, no, he's, like, they set you up. I'm like, no, it's called fucking marketing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. yo, if, if somebody looks like they're about to swing on you, that's the first clip we're putting out, baby. <laughs> okay? Let's not, we're not going to put out the part where y'all are hugging. You know, we're putting out the part that looks like he's about to slap you. Like, yeah. we're going to get these views up. Yeah, yeah. You get me? Like, it's, yeah. it's always gonna you gotta drag him in yeah yeah so it's just kind of one of those things man but yo uh yo schultz man i'm i'm i've been a genuine fan of how you're like kind of navigating through this internet world but also same, the brother, real same. world application of it yeah i just wish i could get on the road like that man yo we gotta bring you on man well, for real man and Do two minutes dude we'll work on a joke together you, you, try, know, you just try it out you know what it is too like even with like, I think we have a pretty decent podcast now. And I think, you know, man, I've been doing this internet shit. I'm counting for like 11, 12 years. Yeah. And I've never done like a live. Do you want to do stand up or do you want to find a way where you can do your show live? Live. I think that's really smart. And I think that there'll be an expectation for what that is. And you can figure that out if you just take some time. Because like. Yo, I'm still. Yeah. Listen, I'm still in the place where I'm fearing no one shows up. <laughs> like I'm still in That's, that At least you're being honest I'm still in that place of fear man. People will show up Like I know if right now Like I went on Instagram live I have a couple thousand people watching But if I'm like Yo listen Get ready Get your money out Get your Ubers yeah. Call up your girls Call up your dudes Yeah, You know what I mean Get a bottle Come watch me It might just be like Yo Really it's only us 40 people Who fuck with you brother Like this internet shit Has completely fooled you And, and some of it comes from rap too I remember yeah, they said bad baby, 17 million followers. Went to motherfucking um um what's the place? Gramercy? No, no. It, it's it's the smallest fucking theater. No, it's not even theater, it's like a fucking club. Um, what's the name of that club? Any, oh, yeah, like Irving Plaza? No, that whole thousand. This shit maxes 700. Huh. She literally, 17 million followers, promote like a motherfucker. This is her show. Um, I forgot what it's called. But anyway, I remember they invited us and I couldn't go. So I send my intern, I send a leaf and I said, yo, go document this. This is going to be crazy. Also, I don't want to be at a 16 year old's concert. Okay? Yeah, smart. You know what I mean? Plus, then a fake tweet that come, came out about me. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just stay far away. <laughs> the greatest fake tweet yo, in history. You know, yo, you know, they've sent me like Fashion yeah, Nova ads with her. And I'm like, yo. I know she's like overage now, but I still can't post these. Yo, like bro. some people, people still hang on to that shit. Anyway, that shit was so funny, bro. <laughs> Yo, I they, wanted that to be real because it was so funny. What? <laughs> like I wanted you to have said that because it was so funny. That was but the not fact funny. that somebody else said it, then <laughs> you will feel disturbed. No, no, no. It's fucking horrible. Wait, it's not funny then. Yes, it is. No, horrible shit is funny all the oh, time. Hey. Yes, it is. Horrible shit is funny all the time. So if Bill Cosby was tweeting his fucking sick, perverted desires, would you laugh before you cried? No, but remember when he was walking and uh, he was walking, he was like, uh, he was walking out the courthouse. He couldn't see anything. And somebody said something like, Cosby, you're a rapist. And he just, and he just went, 
<laughs> you remember he did that shit? Yeah, there's like a video of it. And it's just like, this is so fucking crazy yo, that he would do that in that moment. Yo, by the way, I'm still waiting on like, you know, with certain things, I let like the black community pick. You feel me? Like, of course, I love my black queen, so I've never... Yeah. I'm not going. I'm not going rogue on him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we we're we're, we're allowed to even give Cosby compliments. He's out of jail. Okay, but we don't know if there's a difference between something being funny and something being a compliment, right? Like if somebody falls, it's funny, but it's not a compliment. You know what okay, I mean? Like okay. if if your friend drinks piss by accident because so he we're didn't know. At him type shit. Yeah, I was laughing at you. Okay. When when you tweeted <laughs> bad fucking baby got mad titties for a fifteen year old. Yo, yo, I was I was laughing why, at you. Why does that stick out? Yeah. As, uh, How much titties is mad to you? To me, I know you didn't tweet it, but like, I, so so now we're talking about somebody who's like. Yeah, tw in their twenties, correct? Yeah, yeah, this is like of age. Like at what? No, first of all, what cup size yo, is mad yo, titties? Who like, says mad? Yo, son, that's true. That's yeah, 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 mad titties. Yeah, yeah, mad titties. <laughs> that dude's from New York. We can find out who Max. said that, son. We can find out who hacked Got you. Mad titties. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> <laughs> yo, listen, man. This is not flavored too. This is off the record podcast, man. Shows. I'm about to get the fuck on out of here before you get me canceled on Spotify. All right. All right. Pressures on Joe Rogan, and yeah. I support Rogan, and you I better. love. Him. Of course, because they come for Rogan, they come for all of, of us. Keep it a buck. Of course, like you gotta, you gotta. I always told people that when it came to internet creators, there'll be these dudes who want to get into hip hop commentary. Yeah, and they'll be like, anytime I get backlash, they're like, yeah, get him out of here, because they feel they're next up, and I'm like, yeah. dummy. The same thing they're getting at me about, they gonna come for you. If they realize it works with me, you have no chance. No chance. That's the thing. Sometimes you need to fight for even the people you disagree with, man. You know? You got to fight for the people even you disagree with because yeah. the, the fight that you both are engaged in is actually the same. I'm, I'm trying to do what Rogan is doing for comedians and just creators in general, but I'm trying to do it for, like, these, like, YouTube dudes. Like, the yeah. guys who have, like, copied, like... Well, I won't say copy, but been influenced. Been inspired by you. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But that's what you should give to the game, bro. That's, like... That's what I tell all these comics. Like, like what I do is for you. Like, that's my role in the ecosystem. You're not with passing the ball to? Yes, dude. Like, literally. You're not letting one of these new motherfuckers, like, come open up or some shit. Of no. course I am. Really? Of course. Like, for me, I want to get to I want to get to the top of the game, right? I want to fucking wear the belt, right? And then after, it, when, when I'm fucking out of here, I want Akash to do it. And then I want Mark to do it. And I want the next young buck we bring in after that to do it. And then after that, like, I just want to keep on doing it. I love it when somebody comes on a podcast and then they fucking blow up and then they could start selling tickets on the road and shit like that. It makes me happy. That's fire. But when I do, when I say, like, when I create things for the game and when I and I told all these comics about it, I could have hoarded that information. I could have been, like, the only motherfucker killing on YouTube and Instagram and putting these fucking clips out. Now all these comics do it because I said, do it. What I do is for y'all. This mm. is for that is my role in the ecosystem as well. It's like I'm going to create these things. And that's probably why, like you're saying, you don't know where my peer group is, is because a lot of things you see everyone else doing are like versions of the thing that me and my team have done. You're basically hitting them with the with the Jay-Z line, like Hove Hove did it that you don't gotta go through that type yeah, of shit. Hundred percent. All right. I like, well, I'm gonna figure out how to make more money doing specials on YouTube. But like also releasing in other ways as well. And then that's gonna be the fucking game changer, bro. Why did you never go on Twitch? There was a time that you asked me about that shit. I like Twitch, actually. I'm looking into Twitch. 
I think it's really interesting. I don't know if this will cut and checks, but they were cutting checks at a point. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. they, they did some smart shit with me. They, they cut the checks at the right point until yeah. they got to where they need to go. Yeah. And after that, they were like, yo, we're going to holler at you about, about the next check we're going to cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, what, yeah. what? Yeah, you built that whole shit. And then, yo, yeah. they, they got announced today. They signed a- um, With UMG or UMG. whatever. Yeah, They're like, yo, we got our music deals, baby. We don't need you. We, we already we use you to learn the line and negotiate, motherfucker. Yeah. Hey, can't be mad at his business. That's business. You can't, can't be mad at people about business. Though. I can't be mad. Like I knew to go from the get go. And by the way, I think you'd be stupid to not realize where the end goal was for them. Like they're, they're not fucking. Yeah. You're yeah. not that special. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Don't so, be naive in business. But like, if somebody fucks you over in business, like I don't know. I do. I do business with all my friends. Because I know I'm going to work my ass off, so I want to be around the people that I love, right? So I choose to work with all my friends. Yo, who's going to be the Rory and Maul from Flagrant, bro? The Rory and Maul. I, well, ideally... <laughs> ideally, we... Ideally, we well, have... got to go. <laughs> no, ideally, we have such a great, you know, chemistry and camaraderie, and everybody's fucking paid Is and Kaz happy. Is Kaz the original, like, Rory? No, I don't think so. You I mean, and also... Off. No, say again? You kicked him off. Told him I had to go, huh? No, I mean, like you know, we we just wasn't had, funny enough. Say again, it wasn't funny enough. No, it had nothing to do with that. It was it was commitments. Like Kaz was killing it. That's the thing a lot of people mm -hmm. don't realize. Like Kaz has his own fucking shows. He had these you don't want deals. To talk about fucking sports, man. You just want to clown shit, man. I I don't know if that was that wasn't what was he landed on his feet though. He went to uh, I was a bleacher. He's always been on his feet. No, he was bleacher before. Oh shit! But then he's at the MSG show. He's got all these things. Like he's, I mean, he just had a kid. Like Kaz is killing it. Like there's no question. Like Kaz is incredibly talented, and talented dudes are going to continue to have opportunities. It just wasn't the right thing in terms of timing with us. And meaning like commitment of timing. Like I'm going all in. I'm spending fucking hundred thousand dollars, two hundred thousand dollars on fucking new studios, equipment, all this kind of stuff. And what I needed the most was 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 that full commitment. Yeah. yeah. But I also have to respect like this guy has fucking dreams and he's getting these dreams and these opportunities yeah yeah yeah. like he's able to fucking work for madison square garden a kid grows up lo looking at the knicks it's like are you kidding me so do, is is it a, and it's fine if you don't answer because we should be wrapping up anyway do you, you own flavor though right it's not one of those situations where like yo this nigga's cooking the books like that no, like do you own it completely what? you just pay no 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 i mean like akash is a partner in it you know what I mean? Absolutely. Akash and I started it together. 100%. Yeah. Everybody everybody that works on it is getting a piece of it and has a percentage of it. 100%. Mm. So, but Akash and I are, are are essentially splitting it. Yeah. And then also Alex has a percentage and then uh so does Mark. You're a good guy, man. You got to you got to you got to got good business. You got to overpay, bro. That's how I, I feel. You got to overpay. You don't want anybody working for you resenting you. Because the way that I work is like, we're going to kill ourselves here. Yeah. We're going to kill ourselves here. Like, and I need the motherfuckers that are going to be that dedicated. But please believe you're going to be rewarded for your dedication. Like, there's nobody on my team that doesn't eat. And anybody that my team that needs anything is going to get it. And I'm going to give it to you probably before you got to ask. Mm. So it's like, yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather everybody overpaid. I'd rather everybody feel like they're the luckiest motherfucker on the planet. Because you're going to get the most from them. And I'm going to ask for everything. I'm gonna ask for everything. You overworking these motherfuckers, as you should, man. I, hey, listen, you're not gonna work more than I do. Just, so, so wait, like, so at that point when you're like, hey, we're going to motherfucking Florida, there's no, like, they they have to uproot their lives and their wives. Damn, that's another thing you realize. Like, my guys are married. Mark is married. Akash is married. You know what I mean? I'm married. 
So when you you're making family decisions, for yes, people. yes, yeah, shit. But the reason we do that is because we do this for financial freedom, man. It's like what we were talking about before. It's like I want to be able to tap out the rat race if I want to. So it's like, and I want. I can't wait to see you on the Forbes, man. Like for the year. Yeah, fuck it. I don't care. I won't even care about that shit. I Maybe mean, I care about making that kind of money, but I don't care about being on no list or whatever. Like, I want to make enough money where my guys don't got to worry about shit. I don't got to worry about shit, and we come to work because we want shit to. Now. I, I feel like I feel like that that list, rather than just thinking about it in terms of money, uh, monetary yes. value, is like I think about that list in terms of how much how money do you got to make to be on a Forbes list for comedians. Yeah, I would imagine. Ten, okay, and, and that's probably a top twenty-five list, right? Like usually for rappers, is around the same too, right? But then it, it goes up. Like I remember one year they said Kevin Hart made like over a hundred, yeah, right. That's movies too, and 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 you look at that and you're like, how feasible is that? And I feel like these days when people are people have like twenty different hustles, yeah, and it's not just like all revenue through ma um, majority of like. Um, Stand up and touring. Yeah. I think that's possible. Yeah, 100%. There's no question. But like, I think you just, for me, and this could change, but like, for me, I just have like a number that I'm looking for. And that number represents my ability to unplug. So you got, let's say you got $50 million in the bank. That's $100 million gross after taxes, et cetera. Let's say you got $50 million in the bank. And you're just being the most conservative you could possibly be with your money. And you're making, let's say, 5% a year on $50 million. Okay, so 10% a year on $50 million. Uh, hopefully you didn't put it to crypto because now it's $5 million. <laughs> Facts, 100%. <laughs> but it's like, let's say you got $50 million in the bank, right? Let's say you're making 5% a year on that. That's $2.5 million that you just get to spend every year. That's $2.5 million that you're getting in interest. So that's your spending money every single year. You can live off $2.5 million a year. You can live very comfortably off that. $2.5 million a year. No. Yeah, of course. Come on. Yeah, I don't, I don't spend on shit. Really. Exactly right. So it's just like, I look. Okay, I got. If I got fifty million in the bank, then that's good. And then the other thing you got to consider about is this: is that you don't need to have fifty million when you die. You know what I'm saying? Like if you time it perfectly, you got zero million on your deathbed. I don't need these my kids to be able to got fucking fifty you million for what? Kids, wait, wait, wait. The kids get land. The kids get. Wait, wait. You don't have kids now, right? No, not yet. We gonna get some kids. You gotta get some kids. You just got yeah, married. Yeah, that's next. You working on it now, right? That's next. That's next. So, but uh, but yeah, that's the way I'm. I think about that. It's like, like, how do you pl unplug? So I want, you know, if if it's either us creating these businesses and like us, you know, using our ad agency and then making these things happen, or it's doing a crazy deal, but create creating generational wealth, not only for myself but for others that work with me and bust their ass for me. And then it, it's yeah. always hilarious when white people say generational wealth because I'm always thinking, nigga, was you wealthy before this? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like no, my, my dad ooh, came from. What black people yeah. say is like, all right, we know you was broke. White yeah, people yeah, be like, yo, yeah. I'm pretty sure somebody left you a trust fund with like a hundred grand somewhere. Yeah, Hold on, yeah, what yeah, generational yeah, wealth yeah. we talking about? Yeah, no, no, my my uh, my mom came from nothing. My dad came from from decent money. Yeah, like it was. Well, my mom's an immigrant. You know what I mean? She come from Scotland, mm. like. And came here, bust her ass, and just fucking killed it. So, but I think that's the thing, man. If more people looked at it like that, like, how do I tap out of this? Like, don't you want that experience in life? Like, don't you want the experience of going, I don't have to do anything. Everything I do is because I want to. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. Because we need to still work. Of course. 
Like, what, you, you can't just not work. You cannot work and move to fucking, uh, you know, uh, uh, San Miguel Allende or some shit. And but, like, but, but I would have to unplug from that even thought because if I didn't, it would be more stressful to go there and do nothing than do what I, I don't feel like I'm working. Yeah, because we both chose things we love. Like, like, like the hardest part of today is, is, is coming to the city. Yeah, dude, that's the thing. It's like we decided to make money doing something we love. So it doesn't feel like we're working. But at the end of the day, if we want to maintain our lifestyle, we have to keep working, which is so does that's life. That's everybody. Yeah. A fraction of human beings in existence. We're talking about like only fucking like royal families, maybe. And not even them because you got your royal duties. A fraction of people in, in human existence have had the opportunity to just not work and been able to like feed themselves, house themselves, and, the and everything's good. Come on now. They gotta work. Come on, man. Keep on selling they selling them shows. Now they have enough money to unplug. Now they have enough money unplugged, but and if like they three of them worth a billion, exactly. So they can they that's their choice to work. Like every time they complain, I don't even listen. You are choosing to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like it, all yeah. the I'm getting teased on the internet. Get off the internet. You don't have to be. You know what I'm saying? Those kids that are growing up, they're growing up in a generational wealth. Yes, hundred percent. Hey, would you ever do the thing that um MGK and and because I'm looking at that's your little wedding band, right? Yes. You, you know they said that their engagement ring has these thorns. Oh, it makes <laughs> it hard to take off. Yeah. So if you take it off, it's like cuts you, it stabs you. Cap. Why that's do you cap. think they try to go so hard with letting people know they're in love? But that's Apparently not they true. drank each other's blood. But like, that's not true. That's not true. I, I don't believe that to be true because you need to wash your rings. Like anybody who knows anything about jewelry. Do they look like they shower, shower a lot, brother? Yeah, both of them look clean. Come on. You know what's so so interesting about them <laughs> is like it's so and, and MGK did this thing where and it was just so interesting. Like somebody like had a video of him and he was like, it was like kind of candidly saying it. Maybe it was paparazzi. He's like, why y'all hate me? Like all I do is I do my music and I do these things. Like, why y'all fucking hate me so much? Honestly, him saying that made me go, I'm not criticizing this guy anymore. He doesn't come out with opinions. I don't know his opinions about anything. Yeah, he he, he, he dresses like in wild outfits, right? He's got a beautiful girl he's fucking engaged to. And it, it, he, it essentially he's not Kanye. He's not trying to fucking change the whole fucking no, world. No, dude. Like, I'm, he, I want to make my music. And he's almost like, I don't even have to rap anymore. I'll, I'll get, let me just, I'll do the rock thing. I just want to make music, you know, have sex with beautiful women, hang out with my friends. And it's like, why are we hating this guy? He said that completely flipped my whole perspective on him, dude. Like, why am I going to even waste my time to criticize someone who's like literally just living their fucking best life? It's it's a waste of fucking time. Yo, as opposed to Kanye, like, yo, I think. Probably this, a nice guy. Yo, his, no, Kanye's relationship with this this girl is just like, it's just intolerable, Who? man. Like, Who? Uh, Julia Fox, Julia Roberts. Oh, Julia Fox. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, like it's it's, it's yeah, the yeah. worst she way. She said some fire shit. Hey, hey, listen. <laughs> I've dated billionaires my whole life, honey. Whoa, that fuck, shit was fire. Well, <laughs> that shit was fire. Well, well, fuck all that. Listen, put it like this. He might be the brokest billionaire she dated. Real talk. You're right, but I also started thinking that maybe we got to stop looking at Kim and start looking at Kanye. What is oh. he not doing right? Think about it. You have when it comes to uh. Uh, uh, Kim K, right? The whole family, once they've gotten that uh, a taste of that BBC, they've never went back. She's mm. the only one to go back. Mm. She's the only one to date younger. The dude's like, she's 41. Yeah. He's 28. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she's breaking every Kardashian norm mm. because of Kanye. Oh, you think Kanye made that happen? Of course. Interesting. Yeah. Listen, I even... She's just having fun, dude. Man, 
is Kanye's fault. We got his, we got it. Like, I think we we identify with the genius that he is and we love him. And there's there was such a long time that we saw him unhappy. And that was a manifestation of whether it was family or his mom. Yeah. We're like, yo, we want to see him happy. So we want, despite whatever the fuck he's not doing right or he's doing wrong, we want to yeah. see him win on a family level. Yeah. But you got to admit it. Like, if this chick is breaking everything, yo, she hasn't had like non black penis since like Chris Humphreys. Think about it. Hmm. And he don't even count because he was like a bum. So like really like yeah. you know what I mean. Once she got Ray J was over. You know what I mean. She been interesting. No, she went younger. Interesting. Went dipped on black dudes. Well, she might go back. You never know. Come on now. You don't think? So? No, no, she'll, she'll go back. But but like won't be the Kanye. Kanye fucked it up. You think? Fucked it up. And Kanye, my guy, fucked it up, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious about that. You know, she might go back for the kids. She might go back for the kids. I think she's just trying to have fun, man. She's 41 years old, divorced, got a bunch of kids. Why not have fun? Well, you know what? I think that's also the representation that money and everything, though. Like, yeah. She fucking got her billion, and she's like, let me go get the fucking... And, and, and you, you're a comedian. I want to hear your opinion. I just don't think the guy's that funny, bro. Who? Pete? Yeah, I don't think he's that funny. I, Why? I just, you know what? It, I, it might be SNL. Like yeah, th- th- that's I, how I, I've yeah. I, that's how I've like digested his don't, content. I always tell and, and people, I've never yeah, I never thought that SNL funny people are like legit funny. No, I, I'll say this. Like I remember, I remember when Pete was a young kid doing stand up, and like when Pete first got SNL, there was a lot of hate from like the stand up community. They were like, because comics can be haters when somebody gets something that other people want. They're like, oh, why is this kid getting? Why is this kid getting? And what I would always tell everybody was like, name me a funnier 20-year-old. You can't. Really, his, his early standards were, were fucking... But not only was he funny, but for his age, he was funny. So meaning like, if you want to go younger as a show, it's a brilliant casting. Because you have this kid who's funny and he's young. You could tap into a younger demographic. He's going to speak about things that younger people know so about. So bringing Ariana Grande and all her fans. <laughs> right? Sure, sure. But like outside of like the dating stuff, I was like, dude, anybody who was hating in the stand-up community, I was like, you tell me a funnier 20-year-old. You're comparing him to 36-year-old dudes who are also auditioning for the show. They don't need that. They don't need a 36-year-old dude. They want to go younger and funny, and you can't name a funnier young kid on the planet. That was when he was 20 years old, right? So it's like, it was a no-brainer to me to cast him. Like, it was, it was a no-brainer. He's funny. Yes, like, he was hilarious, dude. I haven't seen his stand-up. Okay, was. I haven't seen I, his stand-up since. That's the thing. Okay. I haven't seen his stand-up since. But when he was younger, he was hilarious, dude. So it's like, I don't know if he's still doing stand-up as consistently, and I don't know if that's something that he still cares to do, because I just haven't seen it. But... I will 100% vouch for him. When he was younger, the stand-up was great. I'm super a casual when it comes to his actual stand-up. Right. You're judging him what you see on TV, which is fine because when you agree to do a show like that, you have to submit to that judgment. Yeah. Like, I have friends that have either written on the show or on, on the show, and I tell you, their stand-up is fucking hilarious, but most people are judging them based on what they see on, on the show. Yeah. And it's like, and I have to argue for I have to be like, bro, trust me. If you see this guy do stand-up without watched, the limitations of TV, you're going to be like, holy shit, this guy's hilarious. He was at, like, that Jake Paul fight where, like, there was, like, comedy performance. There, yeah. there was, like, a whole entertainment clusterfuck, right? Yeah, yeah. And and I looked at that, and everyone was like, yo, this is the guy who's supposed to be really funny. And I remember watching, and it kind of felt, felt cringeworthy, especially, with, like, when he was having these back-and-forth bits, and, like, even with Jake Paul, and I was like, I don't get it. Yeah. Maybe, I'm, maybe I just really haven't, like, consumed this shit enough. 
Yeah, I don't know, man. It's also or maybe just because I like Kanye, man. It's like the best person in that environment is gonna be Snoop. Like nobody's funnier than Snoop in like that type of situation. Snoop could do comedy. Yeah, he could do anything. The guy's a fucking just raw, like absolute talent. Yo, did you see Ti try to do comedy? No, did he? Bro, he's on stage like at some place, and they kind of took out a phone, and it looks like he's doing a bit. He's definitely not performing. He's wow. definitely doing some type of talking. Doesn't look like he's hosting. Look like he's trying to crack a couple of jokes. I need to see. I need to talk to Duval. Duval will know for sure. It, well, well, here's the thing, though. No, no. So the TI thing, right? Um, here's the reason I think he won't be good at comedy. Okay. He uses too many big big words. <sighs> All that preposterous, boisterous, like, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's not, that's not going to... That, yeah, I, I, I didn't... I've never... Yeah, Duval calls me like a TI hater. Because I just never got it musically, mm. but like, I think I'm missing something. Because clearly he was in, now in the speech for him to be good at comedy. Got what, you. What what made Patrice O'Neill so good? Uh, just raw honesty, dude. Just like raw, fucking honesty. And I'm sure it was like he was tapping into something that, like, in the Eminem thing. Like, I'm sure he was tapping into something at that point of his life that I felt. At that point in my life, and then come he across was, as bitter. Yeah, yeah. So maybe like he found a way to like articulate those feelings without it being like angry or bitter. It was just kind of funny, you know. But like anytime you tried to express them, they were. And I, was, it's so funny because he's to me the goat. He's the greatest of all time. He's the only person I've seen really? live. Yeah, he's the only person I've seen live where I was like, "Fuck, it is going to be so hard to get there." Do you think, um, so, you know, he passed away. Do you think that, was that the sentiment before he died? Or was he getting his flowers before then? Yeah, I mean, comics comics have always loved Patrice. The tricky thing was, like, getting to the point where the, you know, the mainstream knew who he was. And that kind of happened after Elephant in the Room. I mean, I was at that taping live. Like, I, mm. I was such a fucking fan. I just thought he was so brilliant. And, um, but, and I think what started to happen is, like, people started to know him from Elephant in the Room and then obviously he passed, you know, not too long after that. But, you know, he was a self-sabotager, you know, and like uh, like he had a lot of opportunities that, you know, just didn't come to fruition because of decisions that he made that were pretty shitty. Really? You know, and I think sometimes I don't actually know. Like, I don't know why that happened, but like he was a he was just a, you know, sometimes you ruin something before it can be taken away from you type mm. of thing. And uh, clearly he has his issues and like. You know, as you get older and as you have these different experiences, like your life changes. But his, this is the worst thing to call it, but like funny bone, if you will. But like his ability to like create funny, to me, is unmatched. And like his, if you even watch Elephant in the Room, like the way that that special just so seamlessly happens, that's always the inspiration, man. Like, you know, when I when I put out this next special, you know, wherever it goes, like. I always tell people I'm fruit off of Patrice's tree. I think one thing is like a lot of times with comics, you don't know, like you can tell who inspired them because you can have like, you can see how they talk mm. and how they deliver and that kind of stuff. And I think like one thing with me is like a lot of people really don't know. Yeah. Like they're like, ah, he doesn't really sound like anybody. He doesn't really do jokes like anybody. Like where, like what the, what is going? And like Eddie Murphy got me into comedy. Chris Rock made me realize, oh, shit, there's comedy comedians that think like me. And then Patrice was, I'm like the gremlin off his back in that way. Like, I was like, oh, he does comedy the best. In my opinion, mm. that is the best version of comedy, and I want to find a way to do that the best. 
Wow. Like, I, I, yeah, he's unbelievable. And I, you might look at some of the, the bits like the earlier on, oh, he's so misogynistic and that kind of well, shit. Well, like, that's why I also he thought... He had room to grow, too. I thought the conversation between you know you guys and Fresh and Fit was going to be really interesting because... Yeah. From what I read, like, you know, I've, I've been just kind of being bombarded with all these fucking terms, manosphere, red pill, blue pill, Bro, whatever. I, and, and they say that some of that comes from, like, some of that ideology and some of the references they use. Mm -hmm. They use Patrice's stuff. Like, they're like, yeah. yo, like, you know, they'll, they'll quote him. Yeah. And, and, and I was like, yo, maybe, but like, he, when you guys yeah. have that conversation, you guys would have, like, an overlap. You always got to—I was, I was talking to uh, Louis C.K. about this last night. Not to name drop, but I like giving people credit for their ideas. And uh, credit is very important to me, so I like making sure everybody who says something— Don't got to explain that you, you little boy me right now, man. Go ahead. I'm not little boy. I didn't mean little boy you, but, <laughs> but you, know, you, you know what I mean? Like, motherfuckers go on and they start, like, saying these things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it yeah, seems yeah. like they bragging, but, like, I'm not—it's not about that. It's just, like, this guy had the idea. And he, we were just talking about a, a comedian that, like— um, you know, he might have these like crazy views, but like his comedy was still really funny. He, and he was like, you know what it is? When you have to write a punchline for something, you actually have to think about it. And like that requires you thinking about both sides, because if you don't, your logic won't light up, uh, line up. And then like the joke will be exposed. Mm. But when it comes to when it comes to like so when it comes to Patrice, in order for his maybe like if his views, if you just heard him like talking or that kind of stuff, it was wild. But if you looked at his stand-up, it had to be nuanced yeah, because yeah. it had to line up logically. So all the things that he said had to be either visceral feelings that you could relate to or logic that completely lined up. And that's because you have to search for that punchline that's still gonna be able to make sense. Up here. At the end of the day, if it just doesn't make sense at all up here, there's just going to be a shitty joke. And he just wrote absolutely amazing jokes. So the fact that he had to write a punchline made him thoughtful. And I think that's what happens a lot of times. Maybe what you're bringing up in, like, the manosphere is, like, they don't have to be funny with their shit. Yeah, yeah. If they had to be funny it's, with their it shit? It usually doesn't come... It comes across, and I think it's most effective in what they do yeah. when they come across as, quote-unquote, alpha. And what that usually manifests in is mean. Right, so it's like yeah, yeah, that's not fair to make alpha mean. I, I, well, well, this is how you know they sell yeah. it. Yeah, again, I'm also a novice at like because I've been watching this whole thing and I'm like, yo, damn, these. First of all, I'm like, yo, my fucking audience are cheap as shit. You know what I mean? They yeah. they, they, they give me a five dollar donation for a month. They think that yeah, they just you're paid not the bill. How to get pussy, bro. Like getting pussy, <laughs> oh, you man. pay a premium. Like <laughs> as long as you paying less than paying for pussy. Man, you're saving he, money. But these motherfuckers ain't really like it's a certain demographic because like motherfuckers will get Tinder and don't even want to pay for Tinder premium. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like motherfuckers don't even want to see who swipe left on them or swipe right or whatever the case. You know what I mean? Like, my niggas is like that, they're cheap as shit. Yeah, yeah. That's why you're worried they won't come out for you. <laughs> of course. That's why I'm you're like, worried. yo, these motherfuckers spend five bucks and they're like, yo, dude, why aren't you streaming like you know what you got to do? You got to create an experience that they have to be at. No, I feel like my audience got to grow. They don't have jobs. No, 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 no. I mean, some of them create do. an audience. You have to create an experience that they have to be at. And you can do that. You've done created experiences online that they have to indulge in. You're like, oh, shit, Brittany Renner is here for the Fresh and Fit. I got to be here. for the Oh, shit, Takashi and WAC 100. Oh, my God. Like, you know how to curate an experience that they need to be at. So you got to do that same for the live show. Like, for me, like, when I – when there's a reason why – People see the live show and they go, holy shit, I got to I have to be here. Like, I need to see this. I'm experiencing, what is it called, FOMO, whatever. Like, what the fuck is happening? I need to see, 
what the hell happens at these live shows. I need you to think that because if you think that, when I come to your city and you're not there, you will feel like the biggest asshole. You're like, I had the chance to see him live and I didn't? I, I've thought like kind of like what they've done. And I've looked at the people who kind of, you know, I feel like they have loyal followings. Like, I'm going to lie to you. You know what fucking blew my mind? And that's why I was, I was telling, like, the Fresh and Fit dudes, I'm like, yo, this is the reason why you guys don't give a fuck about mainstream while I do. I mm. have to. You mm. know what I mean? Like, there's so much of my business that's always going to boil into it. Mm. So if I go to have a fight or stick my middle finger up to say, hey, fuck you guys. Fuck an apology. I'm standing, like, ten toes down. Like, I'm going to lose out a lot. With you guys, you have an audience that's so fucking visceral. It's like Trump supporters. Yeah. You get me? And then I compare them, and I was like, yo, listen to this. Which, by the way, I, the next time you have him on, you got to grill him on this. Right. Motherfucking Alex Jones, the platform, we're thinking this motherfucker is, like, yo, doing horribly. Yeah. Without YouTube revenue, what are you going to do, right? You're no pla And apparently through court documents, it comes out that this motherfucker, he, like, he appeals to his audience saying, yo, listen, I pretty much... they. They got rid of me. The only way I could survive, you guys got to keep me afloat. He starts selling merch, and in one year, well, first of all, over like the span of three years, he makes three hundred million. Yeah, in merch. Well, he one, also sells all his own products too, bro. Supplements, fuck all with that it. kind of shit. The mere yeah. fact that he got his audience to spend a hundred million dollars, it tells you. And what it told me was, bro, right now you're still selling entertainment. Yeah. You need to sell an ideology. Honestly, a lot of these dudes who are entertainers, fake preachers. Just sell something. Yeah. Yo, just like the guys who are fitness guys, yo, I'm going to sell you on the idea that I'm going to make you lose weight. Yeah. I'm going to sell you on the idea that I'm going to, you're going to get pussy at a rate that you never believe. You just got to make sure you really rock with that idea. That's the only thing. Because sometimes. The Derek Jackson's. That's... Derek Jackson's syndrome mm -hmm. is there. And but it's, I'm not, like, it's yo, not just Derek Jackson, right? It's just there's preachers like this. It's like, and what happens is you become enslaved by the dollar, right? You become, you know, handcuffed to the ideology, and now you can't grow. Like, I, you know, I was looking into the manosphere, or whatever. There's these fucking dating coaches, sixty years old with fucking ponytails and shit. Like the motherfuckers I was getting at yesterday, yo, the dude is married and he's saying the same toxic shit to but, everybody but, but him. But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. He has to. No, he, no, 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 no. He should switch his up, switch it up, and start talking about love. Now, here's the thing: if he was smart, he would. Like the guy, the guy who wrote the game also wrote a book about love. After is when he realized how fruitless, just like fucking girls for no reason, was, and that he wasn't teaching any of the skills to develop a relationship. And that's the problem with the pickup artist thing: is that, and I've read them all. It's, 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 there's a lot of great like tactics here, but none of those things help. They help you get the girl. They don't help you keep the girl. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like there's it's one thing like it's like perfect example. Trump was great at running for president. Didn't know how to keep the job. Those are two different you things. Get the job. Getting the job and keeping the job are different things. Getting the job is going is leans into his strengths, which are roasting. That guy ain't shit. That guy ain't shit. That All guy ain't shit. Funny, Country ain't shit. But if your only skill is roasting and now you can't roast because you have to talk about everything here is good and you're not being able to convince the people that everything is here is good it's easier for you to get ousted it's different to get the job than keep the job and that's the thing with the pickup shit is that like you got some old dude right like telling people how to get laid because that's how he makes a living he gotta keep doing that he can't switch mm. to this is how you stay married he, he literally he can't even if he wants to he, he got bills to pay 
That is the thing that people want to know. They don't want to know how to be a good boyfriend. Listen, when we want to know how to be a good boyfriend or a good husband, do we go to... Uh, do we go to a oh. we go to a therapist? Oh, no. You got to be a doctor. Yeah, yeah. You got to be a doctor to tell me how to you be nice start to my wife. To your girl more, son. So it's like like the thing is that when it comes to just getting pussy, any motherfucker, we go. Okay, is that what I'm supposed to do? Yeah, oh, yeah. I got to wear a weird hat. Okay, I'll wear weird hats. Okay. Yeah. When it comes to marriage, yeah, yeah. like fam, I'm sorry, you don't know how to do this. Yeah, I need yeah, yeah. a medical professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To tell me how to be in a relationship. Shit. So that's the thing with these dudes is like. For me, you know, and I'm talking to like the old heads in it, like fresh and fit are are young. They're still going through their journey. And who but knows? there's a dude who wrote a book. I, sh- I had to get him Neil last Strauss. night. Um, I don't know if that's his name. There's some uh. other dude named Rolo Tomasi. Oh yeah, he was like, I tried to watch that thing. He was shitting on us, and I saw yeah, like, he started shitting on me. He said, "Yo, he said, he said academic. He's not your friend. He's a snake." And I'm like, dude, this guy. It's like, first of all, like. Oh, dude, I don't even get me started. It's like, Yo. You can't take advice from motherfuckers <laughs> that you don't want to be. You know what I mean? Like, if you're looking at a dude like that, like, first of all, just look at it like, do I want to be this guy? This is the future if I follow this shit. You know what I mean? Like, like you look at Jesus and you see him up on the cross and he's fucking Yo, yo, yo how shit. fucked up is this though, right? Yeah. This dude is married. He doesn't tell you anything how to get married. He just tells you how to fuck the bitch. Because that's what people want. That's the, that's, literally, that's what dudes want. They want to know how to fuck. And they want to know how to fuck the girls that they want to fuck. Right, so a certain demographic, the the ones that aren't fucking. Yes, most guys want to know, especially the guys that are single, how to sleep with the women that they want, and usually those women are out of their league. So, how do you teach me to get girls out of it? That is the skill set, and that's what people are selling, right? And you can't not sell it. So now, for the rest of your life, you have to sell it, and you're gonna have to keep going, and you're just gonna look older and older and older. You know what I mean? Guy looks like Anderson Cooper, but gayer. (laughs) Right? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, shouldn't you be ringing in the new year? Why are you in your basement telling people how to get laid? Right? So it's like, it's, it's something that's very important. It's, it's something that's very important. It's like, look at the people that are giving you advice. You know what I'm saying? They're going to say you're blue pill, man. I, I, I don't I, know what pill I got. Is Viagra blue pill? Then yes, I'll take it. Like, like whatever. Yo, Angie, yo, let's get serious for a second, man. Yo, yo, let's be honest. Yeah. D- didn't Trump fucking ruin this whole president shit for us, man? Yo, listen. Why? The other day I'm watching Biden, right? Yeah. Motherfucker is, is he's, he's like watching paint dry. Boring yeah. as hell. Yeah. His mic is hot. Yeah, and yeah. they catch him cursing. I yeah. might have said like bitch ass nigga, something Stupid like that. Stupid son of a bitch. Yeah, something like. And That's I'm, what I'm he not said. gonna lie. I pepped up like, yeah, talk that uh, shit. I want some emotion for my president now. King. I want my president to not be a fucking puppet 100%. who's too safe. I want my president to be like, no. Yeah. Let's go get these motherfuckers. But here's the thing. We've always liked that. We just didn't realize it because we never saw like the wildest version of it. But like, you can't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't name a single like Bill Obama passed. <laughs> name one Bill Obama passed. Obamacare. <laughs> All right, fine. The one that got his name in it. Yeah, name, name another one that he... Now, look, again, Obama doesn't pass the bills, right? <laughs> no, That's no, not how our yeah, government yeah. works, but he, he signs them into law. What did I say? All feelings, no facts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feelings, yeah. no facts. Feelings, yeah, no facts. So it's like, we don't know, like, we don't know what presidents do, but I bet you know every time that motherfucker took a jump shot, because yeah. that shit would go viral, right? So Obama would just be entertaining. Had a little left hand, he had a little man. left hand, that like weird little hitch in the yeah, jumper. Yeah, yeah. But he would hit. So it's like we always liked presents that were entertaining. 
You know what I mean? That was always fun. Like, remember when, what was it? I don't know what fucking happened, but like, so they were like about to go to war or something like that. They asked George Bush. And oh! Like, that shit was hilarious. No, no, I'm okay. Yo. What was that one? What was that? It no, was no, like, no. Yo, keep in mind, yeah, yeah. I just came to the United States. Yeah. And I remember when he was like, yo, like, we're going to kill them all or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, he said some So wild... what are we going to do? We're going to go out there and kill them all. Yeah. Now yeah. watch this putt. No, no, no. It, now watch this drive. Yo, yeah, yeah, when yeah. that motherfucker said that, I'm not going to lie to you. Listen, I was never, and, and granted, I'm, I just came to the United States, so yeah, I don't know yeah, what's yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah. But the way that motherfucker talked about war, I'm like, this got to be a good president. Yeah. This guy was, dude. Yo, we it, always like fun. Fun. I, I learned us. afterwards he was yeah. shitty, and then when it came to war, he was like, oh, finally something I could I could excel at. Yeah. The economy, he was like, yo, what is this numbers? Yeah. Like, what's going on? You know, what I mean, I'm from Texas. I know about guns. Came to war, he's like, bang. That's finally. it. This dude Biden, though, bro. Yeah. Jesus what about Christ? Like, he's getting tripped up by Charlemagne. Like he's, he didn't get tripped up. He got, Kamala got tripped up. No, they both did. Oh yeah, they guess. I, I, guess I mean, what I mean by did. getting tripped up is like, yo, you have you, you have a hip hop media personality, or yeah. let me get, get, remove hip hop, just a cultural yeah. personality who yeah. gets you off your rocker. Yeah, and you say something that's not gonna help you. Oh, yeah. you ain't black if you ain't vote for me. Motherfucker, you're not supposed to say that. You don't even have the edge. If yeah. Trump said that, he would make it work. He's yeah. gonna. It's like, you know how there's certain comedians, you know, who could say certain jokes and they'll make the yeah, punchline work. that's a fire line, bro. Right? That's but a fire he, line, bro. He didn't have the conviction to make that you shit ain't work. black if you didn't vote for me. Yeah, but you got to like, pull like this. It's like Hillary with the hot sauce. It's like, they don't got a conviction. I guarantee if good old Donald had pulled out the hot sauce, he would have oh. had some chicken on the side right there. Bro, on fucking the day after he's talking about building the wall... It was, uh, it was Cinco de Mayo. He's eating a fucking taco bowl in his office. Takes a picture with it, posts it. Like, still yeah. calls uh, Warren uh, Pocahontas. You know what I mean? Like, the guy's just the flipping. way the motherfucker says China. China. Fun wins. That's something that you gotta realize with with us Americans. At the end of the day, we like fun. Yo, fun wins, honest, bro. If, if you know, granted, you know he, he's done so many things in like you know entertainment and shit. But do you yeah. think like? If he was trying to go out a road, go on a road with you, you think he could open up? That motherfucker, he said, why do you yeah, call it, 100%. why do you call the coronavirus, uh, the, the the China virus? Yeah, because it's from Because China. it came from China. China. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was China. Yeah, yeah. Yo, I'm you know, telling you. Listen, I'd have him on the podcast. People would grill me for it. No. Nah, I would treat him no, the I'm same be way we did you. Alex Jones. Listen, I'm going to be honest, like, you know. I'd have them all on the podcast. I, I know a few things that he did that, you know, we could like, all right, cool, not fuck with him for. Yeah. But I'm going to be honest, man, like. Felt like a better time, man. And also, Bitcoin wasn't down like a million percent, you know? <laughs> so, this uh, dude, Biden got to go, man. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. I think the biggest issue with Biden is... You didn't is, vote for Biden, did you? Uh, I didn't vote. But, like, what? I think... Yeah, I didn't that vote. That exercise your right as American. Yeah, I could. I, or I don't. You vote for Bernie. Just write him in. Yeah. But yeah. Bernie's going to have his living live like, like... No, you know why I don't vote for Bernie? Because he's pussy. Like, he, he really wants to help. But he's not willing to ruffle feathers enough to actually do it do because they no they fucked him the Democratic National uh, was a convention uh, the National Committee uh, they just completely fucked him like they they just fucked they fucked him out of the election they just now he wasn't good enough because they tried to fuck Trump out of the election mm. so like the Democrats have these things called super delegates and essentially yeah, yeah. what a super delegate is you know but if anybody doesn't know listening what it is is it allows one person thousands of votes at times 
because they were a vice president or they were an ex-governor or something like that. And what that does, only Democrats allow this, what that does in the caucus stage of the election, meaning when we're choosing who are going to be the people that are able to run, who is going to be the Democratic nominee for president, they first have to go through an election on themselves, mm -hmm. it allows them to not let anybody that the Democratic National Committee doesn't want to be president or don't win. think they could exactly so this is how they could yeah. this is how they remove this is the thing about like democrats is so hilarious like we don't want to hurt the democratic pro the republicans are taking away the democratic process and it's like dude every election you literally have certain people that completely flip it for whoever you guys want to flip it for so yeah. like when so De so bernie could potentially win a state but then two superdelegates come on over and then they get all the delegates to Hillary, right? Yeah, yeah. So it completely disrupts. Now, the reason why Trump was the nominee is because Republicans don't have superdelegates. So they did not want Trump to win. Mm. They were like, holy shit, we cannot have this happen. What the fuck is going on? But they didn't have a system in place to strip your freedom. Wait, so was Kanye right all along then? In, in, in the sense of saying, yo, us black people, we're, we're being the dumbest people ever by just only voting Democrats. Like, 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 I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna agree with him calling all black people dumb. I, well, when, but, but yes, but I think the premise is saying yes. that if we're a one-party race, you basically fuck yourself because again, all they have to do is pander and then pull the rug out from under you. Yeah. Once they get, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. He he's just the thing about Kanye is he's just a horrible communicator. Would you have voted for him? Like, yeah, he's no, doing his absolutely not. But like, what was he doing in the bulletproof vest? I have fucking no clue. But I, I'll say this though: it's like if I'm like. I, if I was a an oppressed group that needed change, I would never tie myself to one party. Because if I did, and they guaranteed me the votes, or I guaranteed them my votes, they'd never do anything for me. We had a legit chance of maybe seeing more people flip to Republican, but Donald Trump... He was just super perfect. Polarized. Yeah, but like he if was you, a perfect person to be like, you sure you want to go over there? Yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing. It's like if you ever if you want to know who like really is you know in charge, like I don't know. Just look at how they treat the people that disagree with them. You know, I think that's really telling. Mm. Like look at like for example, like if if you're gonna vote for. Like, let's say you're a black dude, right? And you consider voting Republican. Not because you like Donald Trump, but you just consider voting Republican. Let's say you're a small business owner and you just want, you know, uh, less legislation and you want to save money in taxes. And uh, if you save money in taxes, it can help you expand your business, et cetera. Like, there are reasons why you could be a Republican yeah. that are not just asshole reasons. Um, and Democrats would be like, well, what are you, a racist? You're like, what are you talking about? No, I just want to do it. Well, you yeah. must be. Wait, what do you hate women? No, no, I don't hate. <laughs> I, I, I don't hate women at all. I oh, just I don't want to pay. But you must hate gay people. So what they do is they take the most polarized views yeah, of the yeah. party that don't really even exist when it comes to legislation. There are people in it that are trying, but for the most part, no. And they take the most polarizing, radioactive views, and then they put them on that person in that party, so that you're like, well, I can't associate myself with them because I don't want to be that. And who else do they do that to? Joe Rogan. Why? Because they don't want people mm. to associate. It's the same tactic. This is what this is what Democrats do to stop people from leaving. And the Republicans do the exact same thing, just with the issues that matter with them. Oh, you're a Democrat? What are you, a socialist? What are you, a communist? You know, yeah. you must be a communist. You want to turn this country into Venezuela. 
right? And then you go, well, I'm not a fucking communist, dude. I just, you know, I care about like equality and equal rights and I'm fine with getting taxed a little bit more so I could, you know, help out the people who are a little less fortunate. Yeah, you want to turn this into Venezuela where we're eating cardboard? Hey, man, hey, we just got to be honest, man. I'm, I'm being honest. The, the, the most, the more money I get, the more I care about finances when it comes to yes. like the elections. Okay? But most people don't have money, and that's why that isn't reasonable and, to them. And, well, but, but then, you know, being someone of color, I try to balance it with certain, you know, um, social um, causes at the time. What do you think would—I'm always curious about this, like— what do you think would happen if like Republicans just had the say? Do you think that they're like, well, like there's this feeling that Republicans are like so racist and all this stuff. Like, but what, what do you think would really happen? Like, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I, I, I feel like. Like Reagan put crack in the ghetto. That, that, uh, that is pretty much known, right? The, the thing about the Republicans is that they just seem, they care about certain things, but certain things are like an afterthought. They're like, wait, 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 we support the police. Police brutality, shut the fuck up. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, if, if they show like half a care, like, oh, no, no, you know what? Maybe the cops did do something wrong. We're going to like try to make sure if they did, we're going to prosecute them to the full extent of the law. They'd be like, okay, maybe they're trying to do the right thing. But even with, say, with Trump, even though we know he's like a different beast, right? He would just be like, yeah, we, we love the police. Yeah. Like, because he's just, one thing about him, and this is, I used him to criticize Obama later. Because one thing I liked about Trump, yeah, he went to war for the people who voted for him. Back to that shit I was told my in Jamaica. Yeah. If you ain't vote for them, they don't give two fucks about you. Yeah. Trump was like, yo, my motherfucking proud boys who voted for me, y'all ain't gonna have me over here slandering them now. Yep. He rocking for them. And Obama, that, Obama gets power. Problem. We're like, yo, Obama, remember you up in this bitch because like, like 95% of black people voted for you. What's up? And he's like, yeah, I'm gonna get to you people of color. Like, what, what do you mean people of color? People of color, you know what I mean? Yeah, that, that I will get to you minorities. Yeah. That's the thing that like, and that's that's why Trump did one term and Obama did two, is because Obama actually went in there and did presidential shit, right? Like everything Trump did for the most part could be undone the second he left office, right? He did a lot of executive orders, and that's what a businessman would do, right? It's yeah. your business, you want something, you just do it. What Obamacare did was it was entrenched in so much fucking law. And the way that this country works is it's really hard to get a law passed, but when it's passed, it's even harder to strip it away, right? Like, it is so hard to actually, so we move in terms of progress slow because we don't want this willy-nilly passing of stuff. Both sides actually have to agree, and that's what Obama was brilliant at. He was actually brilliant at being a politician. Polit being a, a politician is an actual fucking job, and that's getting both sides to agree on something. Clinton was excellent at that too. Trump is not a politician. Okay. He's a fucking is, is, businessman. Is it the same thing as being a good politician as being a good president? Because being a good president is completely dependent on climate. So like Biden, I think a good president is basically it's 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 on face value. Yeah, no, no. President being a good president or a bad president is completely dependent on how uh, people's pockets are. So if you just happen to enter like like for example, like Biden is president during a pandemic, right? People's pockets are hurting. Right. You're not at work. There's all these rules. You can't go out. You got to wear masks. So we blame it on Dude, why the can't figurehead. The fuck, they consolidate all three doses of the shot, bro, to one. I mean, why can't it be a pill? Why are we even taking it? I mean, everybody's saying take it. I, I'm not even... Let me listen. ask you a question. You go to a drug dealer to buy some Coke, right? Okay. You buy some Coke, and it wears off kind of quick, right? Yeah. But he tells you, like, yo, this Coke is going to keep you fucking high all night, but you do it, and that shit kind of wears off pretty quick. 
And then you go back to him and you're like, yo, what the fuck is up with this coke? You said it was going to keep me up all night, but that shit wore off really quick. And he's like, okay, bet. Just buy some more coke and then you'll be good. You go, if it doesn't work, why yeah. would I buy more of it? Yeah. No, I agree. And that's what they're doing with us now. Now, I'm not saying don't get vaxxed or whatever, but it's like, I'm not allowed solid. to be skeptical, yo. Like, you you told me the shit was going to work. Now it doesn't work. And you're telling me to take more of the shit that don't work. Yeah. That makes no sense to me. I agree with you. I agree. Listen, my thing is. And I'm vaxxed. You're, you're vaxxed? You took all three? No, I, all three. No, that's the other thing they do. They half, no, I took two. I took two, but I'm not taking that booster. <laughs> took one and a half, man. What, what? I ain't taking that booster unless they like restrict my ability. But to, you like, got your vax card, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many do you need to take to get the vax card? The first? Mm, you get it on the first, and then you get the second side. They print both sides. Why well, you're not vax? Fuck no. Oh yeah, that's right. No, no, I'm about to get vax though. Yeah. I'm thinking about it. My mom got vaxxed. You got to do it for the parents. Yeah, I want my parents to get vaxxed because I don't want to kill them. But Oh, like, they're not vaxxed? No, no, my parents are vaxxed. Oh, okay, I okay. want them boosted and everything because I don't want to be the person that gives them COVID and then they pretend yeah. they die. I would feel horrible about that. Yeah, but that's yeah, selfish. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, no. For myself, I wish I didn't get vaxxed. I, I really do. I wish really? I did. Because I believe them like a fucking idiot. I believe the government that they told me that this would be done if we just get vaxxed. That's what they said. It's all over if we get vaxxed. And then a new variant came in, and everybody got it, even though they're vaxxed. And I was like, oh, that's right. You lied. Now, they had to lie. You think Dr. Fauci's a liar? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. What happened to him? Is he still talking on, on I don't fucking know. But, like, they have to lie. Because if they told us the truth, we wouldn't do it. So it's like it's like the same thing with climate change. They have to tell us, yo, in 20 years, there's going to be no more water. It's going to be 300 degrees. We're all going to be fucking dead. They have to tell us that because if they tell us, yo, in 20 years, it might be like one degree hotter and uh, there'll probably still be water and uh, we'll probably pretty be pretty good, matter of fact. Yeah. I ain't worried about no fucking AC going on all night. I'm not yeah. going to recycle no more. I'm going to be taking the little Coke can shits on top. I'm going to be throwing them in the water. I don't give a fuck if a dolphin gets it on its nose or not. I don't fuck care. Fuck them turtles, man. Fuck them. Take the straw. Yeah, they start fucking the my, my straws now. The straws just disintegrated into the shit you're drinking. Yeah, bro. It makes no sense. And it's like so stupid because like my buddy had a joke about this, but like how fast would a turtle need to swim into a straw for it to get lodged in its nose? It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's not, a, it doesn't happen. This doesn't happen. Like, think of it, turtles move slow. Imagine how fast a turtle would have to go while a straw was also in the water for it to get lodged in their head. And it gotta be in the same, gotta be, the angles gotta match up. Bro, it's no way. It's just fake. It's not an issue. Maybe they're sucking water in through their nose, so it just sucks it in. No, what it is is, they want us to not focus on the real pollutant, which is which is the overfishing. And it's not even overfishing. It's just they just leave the nets in the ocean. That's like 90% of fucking, uh, uh, what is it called, trash in the sea, are the nets from uh, these commercial fishing boats. But they don't want us to focus on that. So they want us to, they want us to focus on like the fucking 5% or 0.5% of actual trash in the ocean, which is straws. They just give us something to distract, bro. Hey, this is a great thing about shows. Like, yo, shows. There's a part of you that's a little bit conspiracy, conspiracy theorist. Yo, I feel like you gotta be, bro. How are you not a conspiracy theorist? I feel like I, I am to a certain degree. You but gotta like, be, dude. But, but but some of this shit, like, I don't give a fuck about what's going on in the ocean, bro. Say what? I don't care what's going on in the ocean. Yeah, neither do I, really. 
Like, I mean, I would like my straws to be the same, but I just fuck want it. my straws, so I'll find a way where I can use my I'll straws. Order, I'll just order the real shit off Amazon. Yeah, but then sometimes the place you go get coffee don't have it. I'm whipping it out the back pocket. Ah, uh, you're it. walking around with straws? Fuck it. Yeah, you turtle killer. Fuck it. <laughs> yo, listen, man. Uh, yo, I want to thank Andrew Schultz for rocking with me, man. Thank you, brother. One of my favorite guys. Thank you for, uh, you know, appearing on my podcast. I've definitely had so much fun appearing on Flagrant 2. We need you back, bro. Stop course. playing, man. Come on, we man. We need you back. Come on, we run it up anytime. Hey, listen, what you got to do is what I did with uh, um, Fresh and Fit. What's and, that? And um, Brittany. I'm telling you, you got to try that out, man. But with you and who? Why you bring Rory and Millie Moore? I'll what, just throw them live. What about Bad Baby? Ah, oh, come on, man. Come on, son. Yo. You bring them titties, <laughs> them mad titties on Yo, the I'm pot, black. Bro. I'm black, man. Yo, like, what? More like an ass guy. Bro. She's black, too. Is she black? No, I, I have no clue. Oh, no. She's not. I think she's Jewish, actually. No, no, no. Yeah. But um, but no, who do we bring on with you? Oh. No, Maul and uh, Rory won't come on the pod. I tried to get them on. Oh, they'll fuck with you like that. I guess not. No, no. Nah, you dissed them, though. It's good. F it's content. Like, what are we? Now doing they kind of fell off the. But, but. They, I, yeah, I, th I think they did the right thing. I think they. They cashed out. They did good for them. I think for they them. they did a smart move. They did, I think, a very smart move getting that check. Yeah, I think that was smart. What do you think the check was? I don't know. I hope it was tons. Hope it was nothing. I know you have more hate, like hate. <laughs> you have more like hate and animosity and like I. Hey, I honestly hey, should don't. I let you go? Say what? Should I let shit go? It no, depends. I, like I, I'm on that Jordan shit where it's like I'll make up shit to inspire me. But like, yeah, for real. But like I, I, I don't mean this to be insulting at all. But like, their beef wouldn't motivate me because I'm, I, I don't want. This is gonna sound like it's beef. No, it's I know not exactly beef. what you're saying. They're not fucking competitive. Like, like yeah, they're not like, in the same realm. Exactly. It's like it's like being yeah. in the NBA and saying, yo. I can't wait to see that fucking high school basketball. You're like, bro. Yeah, and I'm not, even, I'm not trying to belittle it like that, but exactly. It's like, I'm yeah. not, I, 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 yo, if. That's why I lost a little of the angst for me, because at first people were like, yo, they're so hot. They're the hottest thing ever. What happens if yeah. they're going to be the biggest and hottest thing? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, great. I'm starting a podcast. I need like a chip on my shoulder. Yeah. And now like shit, I remember even thinking, I'm like, oh shit, Joe's come back to Spotify. Like, you know, he, like he put his pod back on Spotify. I'm like, damn. But like, you know, I'm always looking for like new challenge in terms yeah. of like, I remember even the week that Joe got back on Spotify. I'm like, all right, cool, yo, everybody yeah. tighten up, tighten up. You know what I mean? Like, let's yeah, yeah, yeah. let's get on shit. Is he back on Spotify? I didn't know. Yeah, he started putting his podcast oh, back wow, on Spotify. Okay. You know, um, and um, which is dope. But 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 like, I'm, I'm looking for for <laughs> don't snicker. That's just funny. <laughs> no, Joe's my real guy, man. Like, yo, I have nothing wrong with hey, Joe. I'm gonna I'm gonna mend their relationship. Watch me and Joe. We're gonna do a show on Spotify. I mean, that would be huge, right? Yeah, I think that would be great. I, you guys have great chemistry. It's undeniable. People love that. Too long. We got to run it back. But I think that'd be that'd be great. I just think it's funny to be back on, like to to not take the money and then just put it there for free. Well, listen, it's it's market share, man. Like this is why you can't beef with a company. Like it's a DSP. Well, that's yo, it's, it's like Neil Young. That's yo, what that, yo, Neil Young. He probably typed that up and was like, "Fuck yeah. you." But that's the why the next morning he gets that call. Yo. We're charging back that 150 million unless you retract that bullshit. Yep. What? Yep. All right. I'm I'm off. It is what it is. So that's the thing. It's just like, well, you should have just taken the money. If it's already gonna be there, then take the money. You know? But then I don't know. Maybe they have a good business, but that's the thing. Like, I don't even once I pass somebody, I don't even worry about them. It's like I honestly want to like do business with them and build. I know not everybody wants to do that, but like I'm a hundred percent 
Yep. Like it's I, dude. When I was younger, I used to have a list of people I'd carry around in my wallet that fucked me over in comedy, or were like mean to me or rude to me, and I would keep that fucking list. Yeah, and I was like, I'm never gonna forget these guys. And then af as I pass each one of them, bro. I just lost all my resentment for them after I passed them. I cannot resent someone I've passed. I, I truly want the Bro, best I for used them. to rant for like four hours about them bum-ass dudes, and then I realized I'm like, shit. If they're your competition, you should. Bro, they haven't, bro, they're not even on the same chart. So then it's a waste of your time, and it was super entertaining. But it was, but you yeah, also got to protect your reputation. Yeah, true, 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 true. But I need a new personal beef with it. I like some. I like you it. like some beef. You've been able to utilize beef in yeah. like a good way. For me, shout out to Six Nine. He kind of like he, he yeah, he inspired you. He gave. Now, he inspired me because I was beefing before, but he taught yeah. me how to turn it up effectively. Yeah, use it. And I'm like, yeah, Listen. yeah, yeah, yeah. You just got to decide like how how much that affects like your living life and like how much how much do you want to carry that all around? With oh no, I love it. I, I wake up earlier. Yeah, I fucking wake up early, like my heart's pumping, like yeah, excited, yeah. Like man. I'm, I'm bored out of my fucking mind when nothing's going on. Really? Like, shit, yeah, for real. Yeah, I live an empty life, man. You got kids? No, you don't have kids yet, but you have like you have a wife and shit. Saying you got get a life, bro. I live in a big ass house, walking around like fuck. I have nothing. Lonely. Yeah, that's what I'm like. All right, cool. Who don't I like today? Yeah, yeah. Get a I, wife, I gotta bro. Be, nah, man. Yes, this I'm is part of. I feel like I'm gonna fall off. Why would you fall off? You just get more focused. And yo, even I having mean, a girl serious. around, like they want to cuddle, they want to do my, things. My it humanizes life, you too much, bro. I'm telling you, bro. Humanizing is good, man. man. I, when I, I get off Twitch, to humanity, man. When I get off Twitch, man. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I just boxed 15 rounds. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it will just evolve. Like, It'll be different. I just feel like I don't know, man. Like my my wife's away this week, right? So I've just been hanging out at the fucking comedy clubs and stuff, and like staying late, staying out till two in the morning and shit. And I'm just like, and I'm like, oh, what? I didn't realize until this moment. I'm like, oh, I don't do that because I want to go home and I want to hang with my wife. And then I get to sleep earlier. I'm up earlier. I'm hitting the gym more. I'm working more. I'm more focused on how I use my time. I'm more efficient with my time. I'm like, oh, shit. If you look at all the fucking billies out there, like the big dog billionaires, wives. You look at all the most successful motherfuckers, wives, married, locked it in, have that part of their life taken care of so they're not well, wasting. Jeff Bezos, they're like switching them out. It's musical chairs. Like, Damn, Jeff Bezos. I, I feel like Jeff Bezos' wife a billionaire, bro. She started that company with him. Oh, the one that he got rid of? A new one. That he divorced, yeah. Oh, okay. She started the company with him. She got crazy billions off of that shit. I always feel like I got to get to And what did he do level. next? He got a new girl afterwards. He wasn't out here just fucking. Whatever happened to Dirk Jeter? That nigga was like the, the fucking... Wife. Poster. Nah, he ain't get married. No. Yes, he did. He Wife did and not. kids. No, he did Wife not. Wife and kids. Dirk Hell Jeter. Yeah. He did Bad not have a Sports train. Illustrated model. I think she just had her third kid. Now, he got kids where he ain't never get married now. I would look it up. But that's the same shit. Like, grow up. Fucking all these people. Oh, my girlfriend. You're 55. Fucking loser. <laughs> Fucking loser. Don't even say that anymore. You're single. Shut up. Man up and do the right thing, bro. Get married. I I'm surprised like, you, didn't, you didn't believe in the, um, the whole thing that Fresh and Fit was saying that the more successful you are, you deserve like multiple women, man. That I don't want multiple women. I don't think that people want that either. Well, well I guess it was also quoting like, um, I guess in like the Muslim religion, like. You're yeah, to have like just a bunch of wives, man. Yeah, but do you want? I don't think guys want multiple wives. I think guys want the ability to have sex with you a bunch of women. Sex partners. Yeah, multiple sex partners. And then the Muslim religion is like, you ain't just gonna use these women's pussies to fuck and not take care of them. 
So it's like, how do we satisfy? And I'm sure there's probably some issue with like men dying at war and there being a surplus of women. The same thing happened with like the Mormons. Like yeah. there was just probably a bunch of dudes who are just fucking dead and there was way more women. So it's like, we need to figure something out. But um, I mean, it's not just Islam. Like there's, I'm sure there's been plenty of places around the world where like guys have been able to have money. But like, it, they're basically like, yo, you're going to take care of these women. You're going to provide for these women. You want to have multiple women? You can have multiple women in your life, not just mm. multiple pussies you fuck. So that's a very different thing. And I think if that is what these guys have to do, like you you look at your one wife stressing you out, you got to deal with your one wife's nightmare. Imagine having to deal with five wives' nightmare. Hey, how much, uh, you don't have to speak on your particular wedding, but how much that shit does it, how much money does it run you to like, yeah, weddings? And then after you spend all that bread, I remember my homie, I went to really one wedding. I was the best man. Man, after, after leaving that fucking, was it like six hour thing? Yeah. He was just basically like, fuck, now I got to pay off all these credit card bills. This is atrocious. Yeah. And the smile on her face only lasted for like literally two hours nah, later. And then was, she was bitching at it. I'm that like, was the best, man. That was the best day of my life. I ain't going to front. It was amazing. That, that day was awesome. And that shit is not cheap. Let me just say that much. But if you want to have the best day of your life, you got to do it, man. Like, Is it for you or for her? I thought it was for her. And then I was like, oh, my God, you this is awesome. Hell yeah, I teared up, man. I got to tell my wife. First of all, you have all the people you care about in the world there to support you and your love for someone else. Like they're you there. Me? To I charge you. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> I could be wedding crashing, man. I could yeah. be surfing now. You know what I mean? Nah, Listen. You'll be at the next. <laughs> <laughs> nah, when I renew the vows. to his wife. <laughs> it's it's yo. I'm telling you, weddings are just fucking beautiful, bro. And like we, you know, we said vows. I'm waiting on my man to get married. When he, when he get married, I'm like, I like being the best man. I like no attachments. Like I'm yeah. just in there, like yo. Let me give a fire speech, drink. Yeah. Let me be the cool guy, and then yeah. what's up? Yeah, you know get I mean? married, dog. It's totally different. You just, it's so awesome. Like all these people show up because they love you, and they tell you that they love you. You get to tell them that they love them. Like I got to tell my parents, like, oh, could you do that without yeah. paperwork? Yeah, you don't need the paperwork. Like I told my girl, I was like, this is stupid. Like the government doesn't need to know about this. Like I'll do it, obviously, but like I don't get again. The government just makes shit more difficult. Still a common marriage at that point, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's another <laughs> thing. Like, like low-key, I, I was doing this film, and I asked Eddie Murphy about it. He's in the film. I'm not trying to fucking whatever, like, nah, I get it. name drop. But, like, like Eddie Murphy, because I was talking about I was like, yo, like, what do you think? Like, a prenup and that kind of shit. And Eddie just finished a divorce where he lost everything. Not everything, but he lost a lot. And he was just like, do not let that be a reason why you don't get married. Like, this is right off a divorce where he had to probably give up tens of millions of dollars. And he was just like, bro, just you do, if you and love that person, he got stupid money. But he's still working, so he still want to keep up the lifestyle. This motherfucking Dr. Doolittle, man. Yeah. Anyway, I think you should do it, man. Man the fuck up, dog. Do it. Man, I'm a, I'm a couple years removed from that, man. Uh, I, I look at it like, I think I got about, I got a little bit more to go, man. I want to get married to like... 40, 45. Don't get married at an age. Get married at a you know a time where you know that that's the person. Are you going to marry yo, some I bum live, at 40? I, yo, yo, I live such a renegade lifestyle. Like, I'm running all over the place. That's why, that's why I haven't had kids. I'm like, imagine a fucking, like, you know, kids are shitting his diaper, balling. Yeah. Like, prevent me from, you know what I mean, being fucking great. Like, you know what I mean? Why is it prevention? Yo, I got to go to the fucking set. I got to go shoot some shit. Yeah. Puts a battery in your back. Yeah, well, well, I can't hold, be there and holding the baby and rocking it to sleep. Like you hold a baby and you're like, I need to make sure this person never has to worry about nothing. I'm not going to sleep. 
They always say a, a baby comes with a basket of bread. Like there's some crazy statistic that like people's income goes up 15% after having a kid. Yeah, you got to work harder. You Yeah, because you got something to work for. You could take a day off when it's just you. You can't take a day off when that kid is crying. You're like, oh, shit, shit that kid needs to eat. You won't want to be home. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe you're away grinding. Fuck that. Mm -mm. You know, it'll happen. I, listen, I've always heard this great thing. And I remember there was this uh, um, this lady who she was my supervisor back in college, and I and she was quitting her job because she had a kid, and I was just so confused because she had like a really high paying job, at least to me at that time it was like eighty thousand. I said, I said, damn, like why does it felt so fulfilling for her that she's like, no, I could never get this fulfillment from work. Plus her guy made a lot of money, and I said, damn, I don't think I'll ever feel like that about kids. And she said, you'll know you're ready for kids when you're ready to put someone else in front of you, yeah, someone else needs and wants. And I said, damn, that's deep. Yeah. You shouldn't live your whole life. Yes. <laughs> no, you shouldn't live your whole life just for yourself. I mean, that's almost psychotic. Like that, there's something wrong with somebody who does that. Just their whole life is just dedicated to like them feeling. Well, maybe good. The, what about like your, your your family, like your mom? Yeah, that's for someone else. That's oh, beautiful. Okay. Like living your life for someone else, I think, is what makes what us like, special. What do you think about like Oprah then? Like she don't got no kids. Oprah? Yeah. She don't she got kids? No. No, she doesn't. But she might have like some trauma that she can't get past. Hmm. You know. All right. All right. Anyway, um, unlike Fresh and Fit, I'm gonna take that thought that you you just imparted with me, and I'll look forward to growth. Okay. There you go. And um, you and know, who knows? Fresh and Fit might grow too at their own pace. You never nah, know. I mean, they got double down, bro. Who knows, man? I I always leave it open for growth, man. It's like you gotta let people. You got. You can't. You can't hold people to the fire constantly. Like you got to let people convert at their own time, and you got to be willing when they do. I hate this thing that we do all the time. It's like, you know, people are crazy back in the day, and then they change, and then we hold them responsible for them shit back in the day. And it's like, didn't y'all want me to fucking change? Like, they do the show me a lot. No, but it's like I, I hate that shit. It's Yo, like you were sniffing chairs, like the nigga stopped. <laughs> bro, is Yo, you made little mama cry. And these, didn't really, but like, god damn it, like And these people, a lot of these people that do it are religious people. I'm like, I don't even understand how you could be religious. It's like uh like what is, what is the term they always say? Uh prophets let people convert, bro. Yeah. You you you, you gotta forgive and you gotta learn. Uh, when people are trying to repent. 100%. Uh, this is what it is. Anyway, yo, listen, thank you guys for tuning in. It might be one of the longest episodes of Off the Record. I definitely gave you one of your longest episodes of Flagrants. We so, had you to know, do it, baby. Definitely appreciate you returning the favor. Uh, make sure you guys tune in here on Spotify. We have episodes three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, usually. But it's been my man, Andrew Scholes. Do you have anything to announce that you want to go check out? Oh, check out the tour, man, the infamous tour. You know, check it out. Come through, pull up. Bring a girl, you know, have a little date night. Hell yeah. And, um, of course, you guys can check out uh, Off the Record. Really here exclusively on Spotify. There's some clips to be put on YouTube. Can't do too much, you know, on Spotify. Give it up. I know the rules. But, um, yeah, we'll see you on Monday. My man. Be good.